Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Hi. 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 Tabua. Tabua. Aoub. <laughs> what about Aoub? Safula. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? There's local politics, bud. Don't go over the rules. It'll take forever. Let's just get to the draft. Let's get to pumping. I got a little taco meat on my chest. It's going to be fine. We, we, in the, we in the thick. I mean, everybody going to be loud. I'm going to be loud with them. I'm going to be screaming, too. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. You ready for this? <laughs> I am. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We are on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And you can watch today's show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. You can chime in there with your question, comment, concern on this Tuesday and make sure you are following us on all of our social media platforms because we do have practice reports when they are available pictures video interviews with mike houston and the players and we'll get back to that on wednesday why not today we'll tell you in just a moment coming up on today's program we will hear from some pirates uh, from past practices we'll hear from gerard stringer and malik fleming a couple of guys on the defensive side of the ball as they spoke to the media a couple of days ago also double b brian bailey will join us we'll talk high school ecu and nfl as we approach the football season how about the o's they continue to win the orioles are one game out of a playoff spot they'll try to uh, get a wild card spot tonight when they take on the blue jays and if the yankees beat the mariners uh, come tomorrow morning they could be in the playoffs if they started uh this weekend but the o's are playing great baseball connor norby is playing great baseball we'll talk about that with mark brown camdenchat.com who will join us on the show and no bryce williams today he has an excused absence we'll catch up with the former pirate tight end coming up next week brian medor from ecu going to join us in the pirate radio studios coming up at five o'clock so that'll be a lot of fun talking pirate football talking intro video and uh, who knows uh, what else Brian Medor has to say. We'll also uh, open up the Rage Room. I thought Medor would be a great guest to have for the Anger Management Rage Room. So we'll do that in the 5 o'clock hour as well. So all that on tap for today. Shirley Rhodes is here. CJ Schaefer, the Chan Man. And Jonathan Ellery, to my right, on today's program. Well, good day, mate. Are we on the wrong side of the road? (laughs) Hello, Ellery. How are you? I feel like we're down under. We're like uh, completely flip-flop the studio here. What's going on? You're in my seat. I'm in, I guess, the guest or Chandler's seat. Chandler's in your seat. Yeah, this uh, this feels uh, weird. I, I don't know. This is like, what is this, Wacky Wednesday on a Tuesday? What's going on here? Uh, it mean, looks like opposite day. It's, uh, are y'all going to be okay? I, no, y'all are I'm having not, a no. difficult time with this. No, no I'm perfectly fine. Jo- okay. Jonathan uh, Ellerby has uh, has me worried. <laughs> I haven't been this. <laughs> I was I, fine with it. I have not been this uncomfortable <laughs> since I had to ride with Troy in the Pirate Radio <laughs> 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 well, earlier today, Brian Bailey, great edition of the Brian Bailey Show. Uh, former Pirate great C.J. Wilson, other high school coaches were on, along with uh, Gentry Coward, who will be coaching in the Little League uh, Softball World Series in about an hour. Which is very cool to watch as we do the show. No doubt. Uh, so uh, he had those gentlemen on. He also coughed and hacked for an hour. Uh huh. So I didn't want to sit in Bailey's sick chair today. In fact, uh, 10 minutes before the show started, I had a traffic cone in that seat. 
because uh, a birdhouse, <laughs> yeah, the birdhouse <laughs> was in that chair uh because i didn't want to sit there uh chandler decided he would sit sit there so bailey concerned you today that he was i mean, he, was, he, was I, I missed the brian bailey show there was a, there was quite a bit of hacking going on from brian bailey just uh like all over the mic or was he all like, over the room basically yeah, really? i mean yeah. I, majority of the time he would lean to the right side yeah i mean and, and but you know better safe than sorry why risk it? Are we are we declaring this like the Bailey pox if we get sick or something? <laughs> I think Chandler wants a day off, so he is like licking the microphone, no, doing I all just, he can. To... Well, he's he's you know one day closer to Friday. <laughs> <laughs> he well, figures look, if he could get maybe a Thursday and Friday four day weekend, yes. go for I, it. Right? I can't do that because I, I well, look th- Thursday Shirley's going to be gone, Friday Shirley and CJ's going to be gone. Oh so my goodness! You guys need me. I, I mean, but I'm taking one Ooh, for the team by sitting know. in this seat. We may be all in quarantine by then. <laughs> <laughs> So are you going to be back in that chair maybe tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow would be good. So you just need now, a, now you can breathe, Ellery. You just need a break. And I, it is you know Brian Bailey occupies this chair one day per week. Yeah, you go five days per week, and you're calling it the Brian Bailey chair. On I, I think I think it's the Clip Brock chair. Well, the Clip Brock chair is uh, under quarantine. The is moment. it the? Did you? Is it still the same chair? Would you feel more comfortable if we moved the chairs around? No, nah, because he wasn't really coughing on the chair. He was coughing on the mic, the headphones, we that did, area. He did Lysol. He did. He did. So you feel better about that? So after 24 hours, I'll be okay. Should we open the doors as we do this segment or this show today, or just show? I, again, I'm fine. You are freaking out about this. I'm not switching chairs. We're what losing are you freaking out. We're losing viewers. They can't handle seeing me in the seat. Like I, I, they, they get, I guess, a side profile of Clip Brock. It's isn't it okay to mix it up every now and then? I'm yeah, like you're doing change something it up different. a little bit, having okay. some fun. There's I nothing wrong with that. Yeah, just a couple. Do you guys want the fan? I'll bring some air circulation in there. Nah, because then it'll blow over to my face. Ooh, good point. Yeah, yeah. Safety first. Should have wore a mask on this show. <laughs> you know why we did this though? Because it's a very special day. It is a very special day, and now we can both lock eyes on Ellerby as we sing a very special song to a very special boy. Uh, I would like Shirley to return so we could really all sing along. So I will. Did did Shirley? Something wrong with her mic, too? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. There's a cone in her chair now. (laughs) People are dropping like flies around here. It's like a game of Clue. Ellerby, you are celebrating a birthday today. Yes, sir. It is the big day. It's uh, the big 4-7. Mm, wow the rajay harris years yes it is as i he talked about that number yesterday very important to him it is and uh you are very important to us thank you well and i'm glad you didn't put me in the sick chair (laughs) it's making me feel feel more special you're one spot beside it yes um so what we do we don't give money no we don't give a gift we give the greatest gift of all the gift of song Look, not many, not many people can give that gift, especially live a, on radio. It is just for you and only you. Shirley, uh, would you like to join in, please, on this? As we wish a happy birthday. Even though I'm a terrible singer, yes. No, it's not. not about that. No, it's you're not. It's the thought that counts. It's the presentation. I just got to ask Shirley of where she thinks she ranks with the other three people. That are <laughs> <laughs> right. You say that as if we're good singers. <laughs> I, no, I just want to know, Shirley. I, I, mean, I, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. Yeah. Uh, that well, I do know. Well, we can't get, carry the bucket. How about content junkie? <laughs> content junkie, rank the singers top to bottom. Well, I've heard those two plenty of times. So I think I'm going to go Chandler one, clip two. Hey, don't don't with the eyes. Don't do that. Shirley three, me four. This is a lot better ranking than the golf ranking you gave <laughs> for the uh, Pirate Radio team a few months ago. What was wrong with it? 
You had me in last. I was given mm. nine holes. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll so. have CJ reevaluate it since you're on a different mic today. Maybe no. maybe that'll change. I think we should sing it in a round. Do you think we could handle that? No. Absolutely no. not. No. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Oh, one. Oh, two. Oh, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear LRB. Happy birthday to you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I I appreciate that. All right, CJ, update your power rankings. What do you got? Chandler at the end. I mean great ad libs putting that he's the number one i mean it's it's clear thank you did you buy him lunch today <laughs> no hmm. i think he just sees talent when he sees it <laughs> he obviously sees you closer to <laughs> clips out there on evan street right now broadcasting live chandler you also reminded me of my golf rankings and now i feel bad again brock on location outside the pirate radio studio today all right, LRB, you like to talk about big picture items. Yes. Uh, you like to talk about the financial side of athletics and yes. things like that. Uh, how about the Big Ten will no longer be on ESPN? And I read for the first time in 40 years, uh, those Big Ten nooners, those Big Ten games, uh, no longer will have a deal with ESPN, and I guess in conjunction with that, ABC for like the late night Saturday game. So they are apparently. Uh, I haven't seen the latest, but it looks like Big Ten to the S to the uh, CBS, which means we can keep our college football CBS theme song. It's going to look very weird for Northwestern and Illinois. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, the, the theme song's going to come in. You're going to be like, oh man, are they in Tuscaloosa? <laughs> Where maybe the swamp? And then it's going to zoom in over a half empty Northwestern Stadium, Indiana Stadium. So yeah, they're still going to have their their deal on Fox, which Fox has tried to make it. The as- new games they're going there. What's that? The noon game's going to be there. Right. The big big noon. Is that what they call it? Yeah. Right? The good mm-hmm. news is, is after you watch college game day, you won't be stuck <laughs> with a, a Big Ten game on. Yeah. You'll probably get like ACC or right. Uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe an American SEC. game. You yeah. might get SEC games. <laughs> uh, or perhaps the Big 12. But so that is a pretty significant move, especially if, if CBS picks it up because CBS was going to be down to nothing, right? Maybe other than Army-Navy, I guess. Yeah, they they didn't have they don't have I guess that's their their plan. It, it was Fox, CBS, and NBC are combining to do this Big Ten deal. So that basically NBC I think is going to have the primetime game maybe and which Fox. that's weird too because NBC has been Notre Dame only. Well, Notre Dame's usually at like a two thirty game. So, yeah. and they only yeah. get the home games for Notre Dame. Yeah, is really really you know the, the conferences own the rights to Notre Dame when Notre Dame when they're on the road. So. Um, they have some flexibility, and maybe maybe Fox and NBC are splitting the primetime aspect of, of what they're doing. But uh, the, the biggest thing of it all, which you saw with the NHL, when they were not partnered with ESPN, like it'll be interesting how College Game Day is handled, how Sports Center is handled. I mean, it, it's like, oh, right. when, yeah, I mean, it's because they had they're in the business with the SEC, the AAC, the you know. 
all, AC, all these all these conferences, they're going to be their their partners in it. So it'll be interesting, and they can't not talk about. You know, obviously Ohio State, Michigan, and some of the big boys. But I think it's from a sports center perspective. If you're a Purdue or you know some of the other, you know, not USC or UCLA, that may be bad news for you. When ESPN was out of the NBA game, uh, when it was on NBC and Turner only, they didn't talk about LeBron twenty four seven or or NBA topics. They they talked NFL mostly, and then the NBA comes back to ESPN. Now now hockey's back with ESPN, so you'll see more hockey highlights. When that wasn't a thing, they didn't care about hockey, so they do talk about what they cover, and that's a good point. I mean, you're going to see. A lot more SEC and even, you know, what, Big 12, Pac-12, I don't know. I mean, they own the SEC network. So, I mean, they own the ACC network. That They are going to have a vested interest in in promoting that content. So, I just think, you know, from a sports center and college game day aspect, uh, it, you know, I wouldn't expect college game day to be a Big Ten school's. Maybe hardly, unless it's just they're just forced by hand that it's just a matchup that's you can't avoid so uh it's it's going to be interesting and, and and right now as we sit here present day espn's still a juggernaut and they still kind of control the sports media doesn't mean that can't change that streaming services and other things and things can't flip-flop but uh to me that's the biggest game changer of it all which is i've always said the american is always better to take a little bit less money and be with espn than maybe have better you know a little bit more money somewhere else because of all the other programming yeah i mean i guess that that would be the number one network you would want to be at from a a field standpoint there is something about not only the sec 330 game but you know every now and then they'll have that eight o'clock primetime sec on cbs game and that's just going to move to abc correct yeah yeah, i mean it's just going to be espn and abc are just going to have those games the only thing is when they hit the cbs music it's going to be a picture of Jim Harbaugh and uh, what's the coach at Ohio State instead of, you know, Saban and uh, the other folks. So the move clears the way for CBS and NBC to join Fox Sports as Big Ten broadcasters starting with the 2023-2024 school year. So that means East Carolina at the Big House will be 3.30 on CBS with the music. Or the big, uh-huh. noon, big noon game on Fox? <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah, just throwing it out Because there. it'll be two teams coming off college football playoff appearances? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah. The biggest game in town, week a re- one. A rematch from the college football playoff? <laughs> uh, so, the Big Ten, and I read uh, the dollar figure, which makes zero sense. But So, ESPN said no to the Big Ten's final offer, seven-year Three hundred eighty million per year package. So what's three hundred eighty million times seven? Y'all can do the math on that one. That was the full package. It's well over twenty one billion. <laughs> it's, I mean, so we're talking just insane amounts of money here. Uh, but that will be a shift. We're going to have to get our our football brains uh, prepared for it to see those different teams, that that music, all that stuff. Uh, I don't think it'll take long. I don't think it'll take long in this day and in today's age where, I mean, honestly, I think I'd be interested to wonder what the percentage y'all tell me, what's the percentage of your friends that just stream games like on the ESPN app and don't really watch either cable or well, I do myself. Right. I, I go to the different app, which could be another factor too. how much 
Tom, I spend a majority of my stuff on the ESPN Plus app when I'm watching games. You know, of course, a lot of the ESPN content was uh, – so, I mean, I guess the Big Ten Network has an app that you can stream stuff on or I, – I, Well, that, Big Ten, I want to say if you go to your Fox Sports app – It'll have the game that's on the Big Ten Network right from there. So you just click on that. Distribution and at ease, especially with younger fans and being able to get those games in front of them through streaming, I think is going to be just as big as an aspect of, of, of anything. When you go to a sports bar and there's, you know, every game on TV, that that's, that's all fine and dandy. But uh, I, it, it'll just be a change. I mean, I think the one thing you'll know, especially where we live, the SEC will still be king. And uh, the SEC will be found on ESPN and ABC now. And uh, I don't think, you know, other than the music. And uh, who are the who are the announcers? Gary Danielson and uh, yeah. Now, do it? they go Big Ten? I guess do they? No, they, they work for the network. Yeah, but does Brad Nessler still do games and uh, who does the SEC? Gary Danielson and Tim Brando. No, uh, it wasn't Brando. It was, is it not Nessler? Is it Nestler? Vern Lundquist was he's replaced done. by Nestler. Yeah. It might be Brad Nestler. Yeah, but th- I mean, those were a good duo. I mean, as I said, when the, there's no, well, I need them on ABC. I, I I can't have them doing a Midwestern. So if they move the game. music and those guys over, your your clip rock world, clip box, <laughs> would that get you back in your seat here? It could. You it like very change. Well could. Evidently, you like change. <laughs> <laughs> big big change guy, Clip Rock. I try to keep up with the times, or you get left behind, Ellery. Yeah, that's what Jeff Charles says. Right. So that's what I try to do. Uh, looking at ECU's TV schedule right now, NC State, of course, that ESPN game coming right out of game day uh, for the opener September 3rd, plus for Old Dominion, plus for Campbell. And then we've got the two Friday night games are listed as ESPN 2 games, BYU-Cincinnati, everything else, uh, TBA with kickoff times, TBA, but they'll either be, I guess the Navy game, LRB, could be, what, a CBS Sports maybe? Or would that, would that be a ESPN? Uh, I think that's only when Navy. I don't know what the deal is with Navy and yeah. CBS Sports. I mean, does I guess have our games been on CBS? Sports? That's what the ECU Navy game yeah. was last year. It they was. have been okay. Yeah. Maybe then that's part of uh, Navy's. CBS gets certain amount of Navy games, but that would be at Navy. So I would think that could be like a plus or a U or, or yeah. somewhere along. And all the these other conference games are either going to be plus U two yeah. or main ESPN, right? Mm-hmm. So. ECU, uh, no Facebook games this year. Like Dang last it. year with Marshall. That's Dang. That's a positive. That was a weird weird deal. <laughs> I mean, it, we watched that ECU-Marshall game on top of a Bud Light box <laughs> yeah. here on a, on, on, on a laptop. We probably could have got it to the TV, but I kind of like just uh, gathering around like a tight family and watching a game on a computer. Where did Clip sit in that game? <laughs> right that here. <laughs> believe, it or, believe it or not. I've had a lot of great memories in that spot. <laughs> But I tell you what, this is a pretty cool spot. I can see both of you guys clearly. Who was your real estate agent that got you all the way over? <laughs> did you call our friend Scott Harris and have him list your house? I did. He listed that chair uh, as contaminated, and Chandler sat right in it. Yeah. yeah. How you feeling? I'm feeling all right. You sound a little nasally. I, I coughed earlier. You I got a you tingle in the throat? No. All right. You got a few sweat, I did cough earlier. Two sweat beads coming down. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll be fine. Don't talk it to exist. Mm. Don't talk it into existence, please. Speaking of people under the weather. Where's our ECU football practice report for today? <laughs> yeah, with well, a little case of the stomach bug. Yeah. Hit somebody, huh? So hit somebody. Hit every, just about everybody, it seems like. I go, and, and whatever's uh, the word going around is a food poisoning incident where, uh, you know, 
guys were sitting around last night and and kind of hanging out and then all of a sudden they started going to the bathroom one by one and next thing you know it kind of went through a lot of the team so wow did, did brian bailey cook last night for the football team he could have <laughs> or he delivered the pizza and coughed on it as he was dropping it off so uh yeah that's where we are today it's a non-covid deal according Which to a good ecu thing. uh but hopefully this goes through quick and uh, they can get back on the field i guess there was some thought that they canceled this morning maybe they could get out there later well the, eventually they said no practice at all today i'm sure it pained mike houston and every football coach over there to break routine and miss a practice because i mean those guys have a schedule and this is like and granted now they've been through this the last few years with covid and other craziness or whatever so it's not like a complete shock to the system but i'm sure they were like all right this is going to be x day for doing this to get ready for the season getting prepared for nc state this and that and uh when, when the bus came to a complete halt and they had to change the tire it's it's been probably a lot of uh i wonder if any of the coaches had uh right had had the uh illness as well well or... i'll tell you who hated uh not having to practice today was the players today was supposed to be the first day in pads so i mean that's something that every football player looks forward to so uh first day of pads is going to have to wait at, at least an extra day the good news is it's not you know, i mean we're st- still you know 23 days yeah right not game week not you know just played a game and got another one coming up so if it's going to happen, we'll take it now rather than later. My guess is this food that they had last night is probably permanently off the list. I would think so. Whatever it was, whether it was some sort of pasta, you know, wings or whatever. I don't know what the, I don't know what a football, which would be great in the players' lounge next week. What's what's oh, a, yeah. what are typical week to week team meals like? What do you like to serve? Stuff like that. So that's the advantage of having the uh, players' lounge right here on Pirate Radio, thanks to Delcor. Have y'all ever had a food and gotten sick and then been afraid to go back to that food? And it might have had nothing to do with the food, but you associate it with that food and you won't go back to it. Shirley is shaking her head. What's your food, Shirley, that you had a uh, disagreement with? Mayonnaise. Ah. Uh, was it bad mayonnaise? Yes. Oh, man. And I was not aware of it, and I actually had food poisoning so bad I wound up in the hospital because I was severely dehydrated. How long ago was this? Oh, this was like my freshman year of college. I was actually, yeah, I was actually home for, I think it was maybe like a fall break or spring break, something like that. And I was home and I was babysitting and I went to make myself a sandwich and I was unaware that the mayonnaise had gone bad and wound up in the hospital 24 hours later, less than 24 hours later. So I have a similar story. And I haven't touched the stuff since then. Uh, And and my mom did a good job for the most part of making sure uh, for the most part well, you'll hear this story <laughs> uh taking out things that were old out of the refrigerator mm-hmm. and now as an adult i am uh over cautious of it so i certainly make sure if the expiration date is even close to get it out of there or do you just eat the whole jar of mayonnaise at once <laughs> yeah you gotta we gotta eat it now uh but i poured myself i was young but old enough to you know pour myself a bowl of cereal oh god and i didn't notice notice it during the pour i guess oh. but man when i <laughs> took a spoonful ah oh, man you, you were chewing instead of sipping on the milk i i was i had a milk ban for like a oh, decade after god that. frosted flakes doesn't have marshmallows <laughs> <laughs> when the milk's a solid it's not a good thing right yeah but did you finish it <laughs> so then i ate the whole bowl and i got back went back for seconds now i had to get rid of that immediately so, so. so you blame your mom on that 
Uh, How old was the clip rock then? I would say probably middle school age. I don't know. So a teenager. I'm uh yeah I'm blaming mom for that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Any, any other things you want to blame mom food wise? Did she did she try to penalize you with the, any bad food? No, nah, that was it. Like was I said, it. she did a great job. One time offender. Yeah, and I'm okay with you know one mistake like that. Are you? How long did it take you to get back on the milk train? That it took a while, a long while. Uh, I am back on it today. Although now uh, to really just get depressing, uh, you know, with older age and like the uh, intolerance and, and being vulnerable like, to illnesses and stuff. Even good milk, I can't really handle anymore. Really? Yeah, that's sad to hear. That is so sad. You know what else is sad? I've been cooking lately. I made like the shells and cheese, and uh, had ground beef and sausage with uh, pasta sauce, and I cooked it up this weekend. And it was good, but it gave me heartburn so bad that I don't know if I could ever cook it again. I'm just getting, I'm just, I'm about done, man. That Sad. sounds like a pe- price I'm willing to pay, though. That sounds good. Yeah, well, I pump myself full of tomes and everything to get over <laughs> it. But, uh, don't ever get sick of those. <laughs> you will be screwed. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just part of uh, I can't the think body of, breaking I down. I can't think of a food that uh, I've gotten sick on that I have written off. I don't get sick a lot either. Ellery, you strike me as a don't get sick a lot. I guy. don't get sick a lot. Now, I do say, now, this, I don't know if this is the exact reason, but I came in one time because when I was a kid, and I'm drinking a Diet Mountain Dew right now, so which I enjoy, but uh, when I was a kid, I didn't get to have a lot of sodas when I was real young. And I came in the house one day and no one was around in the kitchen, and there was a cup there, and I thought it was going to be like a Pepsi in it, and I drank it without, but it was cold coffee. Mm. And oh. uh, and I've never drank coffee before, and so uh, I don't know if that, I can. I do remember that as something of like that was one of the, the grossest things I think I ever had. It was you know bad mistake on me of you know of you know, not being a good kid. And I was probably somewhere I'll say between six and eight when that happened. So, but uh, I don't drink hot drinks, and uh, I, I will I'll, if I had to point to a reason why maybe that was it. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not a coffee guy either. I actually, and y'all are going to say this is BS, but no, I was really young. I accidentally took a sip of my friend's dad's beer, thinking it was my sweet tea. And uh, yeah, Troy's friends with him, you know, uh, Ken Biggs. Yeah. I was good buddies with uh, Kenny. He grew up right down the street from me. We'd okay. hang out all the time. Right. We were at uh, Lake Gaston. And uh, after a great day of me trying <laughs> to ski, <laughs> which I got dragged underwater, that was a bad day. Uh, so he capped off the night with some nice sweet tea, and I grabbed the uh, the cup, and it was a, a beer, and I about puked. Like, how do people drink this stuff? How? This is terrible. How? Let me remind you about the Bud Light Pre. <laughs> <laughs> so my thoughts on beer changed over the years. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, I think I think most kids might probably have similar stories when it comes to that, <clears> which <throat> is why it uh, is meant to be when you're an adult. Correct. Well said. Chandler? Uh, when I was a kid, my neighbors back home in Sampson County, they had a fish fry, and uh, I've never been a seafood fan, but that night I was like, I want to try to man up and try to have some of these catfish nuggets, mm. and I was eating them, and I was trying to act cool and you know, and, and try to fit in with everybody. Man, these, these catfish nuggets are the bomb. Mm. Kept on eating them. I woke up in the middle of the night, just and it was bad. I was throwing up, 
and other things i, I went to the bathroom about six different times how old night. were you when you were trying to be a man <laughs> uh probably about 11 years old right. and you uh you don't eat seafood now right no yeah absolutely not well he's still got a ways till he's 40 when he were you uh chestnut them like were you in a contest or no i was i mean i was just eating them and i would like wait till somebody else would pick one up and be like yeah man these are so good and still no seafood to today no zero i can't do it his, uh, his dad but, runs a seafood restaurant I know. and the the smell the texture everything the looks just I, I i can't deal with it seafood is not my cup of tea why are we talking about this because east carolina is not practicing football today due to apparently some food poisoning yeah, issues we got to get to the bottom of this correct and uh you're right ellerby that will be a good topic next week on the players lounge when yes. we talk to the guys the delcor players lounge had a great chat with the fellas yesterday if you missed it uh, of course it's available online from our show on youtube and facebook also in podcast form and we will serve it up on our airwaves shirley Rhodes, not tonight at six because the brian bailey show will be tonight at six how about be, wednesday yeah wednesday and thursday night you'll hear the uh, podcast all right so there you go we'll uh we'll re-serve that to you hot and fresh and you will not get sick from it will you be able to listen to it was my next question are you going to be concerned about the microphone when you listen to it the brian bailey show yeah if you hear it you are you going to be listening to the content or you'll be thinking about the microphone being coughed on i'm gonna listen to it. i'm gonna listen to brian bailey show just to hear how much he was coughing during the show all right i mean i think he is a pro's pro he did a good job of turning the mic off and coughing off mike but um i don't know how much you'll be able to pick up on the show okay you act as if i'm i'm overblowing this which i think in turn you are overblowing it thoughts uh more on you than me <laughs> that's, that's how you should think all right uh fair enough so, i did think Ellerby was going to crumble when he came in here and he realized that when i said that and he started to get in the seat and i said hey clips in there and he had that I, it's a look that i don't see from jonathan Ellerby a lot it was kind of like a what the hell you can't sit there what, what the hell? It's, like, it's like if we were going fishing today and you were the captain of the boat and you had a life preserver on sitting in the back I'm I, like, I'm, what the heck's going on here i'm still captain in this thing and if i'm not we've got very steady hands to right. help out if i go down uh, and I, I God can't eat seafood. You're letting him be the captain of the ship. Over here. <laughs> I like the look of Chandler in the captain's chair. In fact, I would like to have him host one day, and I'd be the sidekick. There we go. I'll be the Ed McMahon. How about this Freaky Friday? Hey now, hey now. What do you think, Chandler? This uh, Friday, Friday. I got to do audio. That's yeah. why I suggested it. <laughs> How about yeah? You be in here by yourself. That was your chance. I'll be in there. <laughs> oh, that, now that would be Freaky Friday. Yeah, that would be Freaky. You want to get freaky? <laughs> yeah, let's get freaky. You get freaky with me? Yeah. Y'all should just switch segments, every segment, <laughs> back and forth, back and forth, like a tennis game. All right, good stuff. Uh, LRB, got an interesting guest coming up tomorrow, by the way. Uh, do you follow Freezing Cold Takes on Twitter? You're not much of a Twitter guy. Uh, I'm, I'm a, enough on Twitter, but I don't know Freezing Cold Takes. Freezing Cold Takes takes um, tweets and videos from those uh, blue check marks that are big in the sports world. Okay. Who And it's not like... I think the Dodgers go in the World Series this year, and they don't. He doesn't say anything about them, but it's like, put your mortgage, everything you own on, you know, uh, Cam Newton will never make a Pro Bowl. He'll never do anything, and and he'll tweet those out and say, hey, you really missed this one. When somebody's a little braggadocious in their hot takes and they're way off, he will uh, point them out, and it's pretty funny. But anyway, he wrote a book 
Uh, and LRB, I have this book, and I would love to share it with you. I know you're a reader. I love reading books. Uh, it, it is Freezing Cold Takes NFL Football Media's Most Inaccurate Predictions and the Fascinating Stories Behind Them. And uh, Fred Siegel is the author. He will join us. He is the man behind the Freezing Cold Takes account. So uh, he's coming up Wednesday on the show. It's going to be an interesting chat about some of the worst uh, predictions in NFL history. And uh, looking forward to it. I'll have to give that a follow. Have you uh, read the book yet? Uh, what was that? Have you read the book yet? <clears throat> have, I, have I what? The who? Have you? You've I, got, I, I was, you. I, yeah, it's skim. <laughs> you and Troy D like looking at the title <laughs> together? Or, I mean, I've read as much of this book as Troy has. He's, read the, he's read the cover. <laughs> yeah. He knows get, the name of the book. He knows who wrote a, the book. Did you get a free copy or did you like have to buy this? Free copy. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, do you want me to read it and take notes? And send it to you? <laughs> no, no. I, I'm going to do some reading tonight. Okay. Uh, it is uh, it's a it's pretty. It sounds like book. you in school when yeah. you had a, a project due the, the uh, next day. You started yeah. on the night before. Right. I, I'm better under pressure procrastinating. That's when I do my best work. So. Yeah, you got to have a deadline on everything. But Chandler, if you could, could you host the show tomorrow so you can talk to this guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. Why not? His his Amazon package with the Cliff Notes has not come in yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, I am looking forward to that. He's uh, it is one of my favorite twitter follows because uh i myself have put out some bad takes over the years and major- so. majority of it is sports but they're the, the funny ones are like i saw he had a message board from like 1999 when spongebob started and somebody wrote in that message board that spongebob would not last like a <laughs> yeah. whole season the worst it, cartoon ever worst made. cartoon ever it will not be anything it sucks and spongebob went on to have what 20 some seasons yeah and i think they might be doing uh episodes still so still rocking those square pants i know uh like for example ellerby uh remember mclovin from the dan patrick show who yeah, has he, his own show now he's just hosting the jim rome show and today. was filling in for Romy today uh this is an example of it this is from april of 2012 andrew perloff luke keekley at number 10 to the panthers is not going to work out well tacklers are easy to find i know he can cover tight ends but come on that's an example of a mm-hmm. freezing cold take. What was take? an example of a freezing cold take that you're worse, do you think? Um, we we went over some of these the other day. Uh, boy, I've had a bunch of them. Um, I try to forget those, though. Have you had more You're doing takes a good job. Takes? I think about my good takes. Like when Mike Dunleavy Sr. got hired by USF, I was like, there's no way in hell this works out. And it didn't, so I feel good about that. Did he get hired by Tulane? Yes, he did. <laughs> it was a cold take of mine to say you got hired by the wrong school would my frank hafe take be a uh example not really no did you tweet that no i don't you think said so. it but i did say it on live sports talk radio yeah there you go but i mean here around these parts we had a lot of people about motown and yeah apologies to yeah. comfort there were, there were some, those would be examples those were freezing hot radio takes <laughs> yes they were thank goodness twitter oh i went through mine i went to the coach mo radio show after yeah. week two when he beat nc state and told him that he had brought a swagger and confidence to this football mm-hmm. program that i've yeah. never seen absolutely thank so, you and then went downhill from there <laughs> uh I, during my jeff lebo song era i probably thought he was going to be the next uh right james naismith i don't know i got you John Wooden <laughs> didn't quite work out. Uh, but anyway, that's coming up on Wednesday and a lot more ECU football talk. In fact, when we return, we'll hear from Gerard Stringer and Malik Fleming. Ellerby, happy birthday. Thanks for singing. Guys. Happy birthday. Appreciate it. We made it through this awkward segment. It was it was a little awkward. I, I feel more I'd like, where will Clip be sitting next segment? Who knows? Jump on YouTube. Follow us. There's an empty spot right over there that could be that calling is, my name. It, well, you switched with Shirley. Will you feel safer in the other room? Hmm. 
Not a bad idea. Well, well you call in. <laughs> how, com- <laughs> how comfortable? How comfortable was Shirley being here? Those bright lights. We gotta get Shirley in the studio. Yeah. I wouldn't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> all right, Ricky Bobby. I'm, I'm used to doing all of this stuff. Yeah, we need to bring her board and her computers and laptops and everything in here. You need to go to the other room so you can read your book during the commercial. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a time out. Come back. We'll hear from George Stringer and Malik Fleming, Pirate Defenders, when we return after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Well, CopyPro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year. And they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, back with you. Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Coming up, hour two of today's show. We'll hear from Brian Bailey, also Mark Brown, CamdenChat.com. And our buddy Brian Medor will drop by 5 o'clock to uh, talk ECU football entrance video maybe some other cool stuff going on at ecu we'll talk to Medor about that and his uh dallas cowboys will also open up the anger management rage room coming up in hour number three right now we'll uh get an ecu football practice report in nothing to report today if you missed it uh there was no practice because the players uh came down with something after potentially eating something a potential food poisoning incident uh, that is the rumor going around. David Stahl, everybody's going to have rumors. I have not seen these, uh, heard of these, but David Stahl on uh, Facebook Live says, word on the street from players is that the buffalo meatloaf was the culprit. I wouldn't have gotten food po- poisoning because I would not have eaten buffalo meatloaf. I've heard of buffalo wings, buffalo chicken, buffalo soldier. Buffalo chicken dip. Buffalo bills, buffalo bob. Uh, Buffalo Bill, I should say. Have not heard of Buffalo Bob, but I've never heard of Buffalo Meatloaf. And it does not sound appetizing. And it sounds like if that was the culprit, this app, uh, this Buffalo Meatloaf was not appetizing. So. Uh, yeah, apparently it uh, caused a whole dismissal of practice uh, for one day. So, you know that Buffalo Meatloaf is somewhere going, yeah. And I am a meatloaf We fan. did that right there. My wife has good meatloaf. My grandma did. My mom. Like, I'm a meatloaf guy. I haven't had meatloaf in so long. I can't tell you the last time I had a meatloaf. Love and I, I forget how it tastes. Love a meatloaf with uh, mashed potatoes. Combine it into one bite. Man. But buffalo meatloaf? I don't know, man. I don't know if you I can put some ranch on it. I maybe put a little ranch on it. Uh, I like some ketchup on my meatloaf, a little barbecue sauce. Every now and then I'll go. You like uh, the barbecue sauce on it? Every now and then I'll go A1 on it. Hmm. Love some A1. Uh, before things took a sour turn, uh, we talked to a couple of pirate defensive players, Gerard Stringer and Malik Fleming. And uh, let's hear from Gerard first. He was asked how camp is going for him so far. It's tough. 
but we all getting through it. Um, everybody pushing each other. We all playing hard, playing fast, and playing physical. So everything, we just feeding off each other and making sure everybody doing their job. All right, Gerard has battled some injury issues. He was asked how he's doing health-wise. Yeah, I feel I feel 100%. Um, I get in that training room every day. I stretch. Uh, after, after workouts, after practice, I stretch. I do everything I need to do for my Achilles, uh, and it helps me. So I'll be together. I, I, I get in the trainer, the, uh, the cold tub, and it helps my legs. So everything just coming together. All right, year three of Blake Harrell came in, you know, during COVID times and uh, wasn't able to implement everything he wanted to. Or was really playing from behind, but it's uh, a different story now. And Gerard Stringer talked about the defensive chemistry uh, that this team has. Yes, chemistry's been good. Uh, everybody's on the same page. Uh, we're starting to work with different guys, having different groups. So we're getting to learn how to play with each other and how to learn each other. And we're, we're doing a great job with that. Chandler, you're a Jaira Wilson guy. Gerard Stringer plays at that same position. Mm-hmm. Is there a chance we could see them both on the, the field at the same time? Is that something Gerard Stringer would like to see? Yeah, that that's that's the goal. Hopefully we get that, we get that done <laughs> uh, so we can play at the same time. But obviously whatever we need to do to get the uh, – that help the team that's what we're gonna do it's a nice one-two punch to have with those two guys and just part of what we'll see maybe across the board with this east carolina defense a lot of interchangeable parts especially there with stringer and wilson chandler uh yeah absolutely they're both guys that are fast or physical they get all over the football field i feel like they're both guys that can strip the football out i know Jair wilson is but uh, gerard stringer he did miss that one year gerard stringer's been here a long time here at east carolina uh made an immediate impact his freshman year back in i think 2019 i was trying to think so he came in for an injury was it Ramsor, maybe? Was it Ramsor? Because Ramsor did tear his ACL. And I want to say it was Ramsor. I was trying to remember who he came in for and made a name for himself. And then he himself had an injury, which is where kind of Jaira took over. Yep. And now they're... Kind of goes hand in hand now. And, and, there, and he's also a guy, I said physical a while ago, but he'll lay the lumber too. Some big hits in his career, especially a few last year. Uh, but yeah, excited to see a fully healthy Gerard Stringer combined with my guy, Jair Wilson, this upcoming season. We talked yesterday to Rajay Harris, uh, number 47, and it has a lot of meaning to him. And uh, he talked about that with his dad, who played football, was a good football player, wore the number 47, gave up football after having a child. Uh, and then Rajay himself has a child around the same time. He did not stop playing football, so he's playing for himself, for his dad. Uh, Gerard Stringer has a story behind his number seven as well. He was asked why he's wearing the number seven. Uh, so my uh, my brother passed away in 2014, so he wore number seven in high school. So I decided to, to keep that. And my, uh, my dad, my dad, grandma passed when he was seven. So it always been like that number for me. And he always, my dad always wanted me to wear it. And I didn't want to wear it. And I was always like scared of number seven because everything bad happened with number seven. But I decided to just embrace it. And now I love it. So that's that's all I that's all I know right now. Uh, ever since high school, uh, that's that's been helping me push through. Like that's been my motivation, my why. And we talk about it in the locker room, like, like in here. Our what is our why? And that's my why seven. And that being that my brother and how my dad, like took that role as the seven like that's that's why i do what i do 
all right uh gerard stringer there kind of neat how he looked at it he was kind of scared of the number seven looked at it as an unlucky number and now has learned to embrace it and he's got a um a very special reason uh he wears that number yeah absolutely and a lot of people you talk to it's like well it's the first number i got i'll just yeah uh, it's what i'll stick with it's kind of how i was when i was an athlete uh i wore number 55 in football and just kind of carry i unlike you i hate change um, but I kept 12 in baseball. But to Rajay Harris and, and Gerard Stringer, uh, it just means a little more. I like uh, that you said when I was an athlete. That's That was cool. Like Because there was a time where you were an athlete. And people don't know that. No, people people don't know. People forget that yeah. you were an athlete. I'd love to hear more about when you were an athlete. You don't want to. All right, fine. I was honorable mention in baseball in my conference. Okay. First, Not bad. First baseman. Honorable mention, first baseman, Chandler Honeycutt here. Yeah. Former athlete. And let's go to the a- academic side. I was uh, the principal award recipient uh, at my graduation. And you were in uh, Beta Club, right? Was in Beta Club. That's was in the FFA. Was in... Uh, how's the farming going S- for you? I was the senior class president, SGA. How, how's the farming life going for you? Going great. As uh, a future farmer. Corn's a little dry in Sampson County. Um <laughs> but yeah all right i I mean what i did grow up i now look i grew up uh look look jeff listen jeff i helped my dad in the summertime on the hog farms all right nobody's saying you didn't i just wanted i wanted the people to know that you got a you got a very packed resume i will say well i appreciate that good stuff all right uh sure let's take a break we'll come back and we'll hear from malik fleming with the departure of Jaquan McMillan and Nolan Johnson, is the covered bear at cornerback? Not so fast, my friend. Malik Fleming and a group of corners ready to step up here in 2022. He'll talk about it when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by university pc care your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs visit universitypccare.com to learn more today now back to the show welcome back hey pirate nation the pirate radio football kickoff party presented by bud light on thursday september 1st is approaching fast the tickets are on sale right now for only 10 bucks 100 percent of the ticket sales will be donated to these four local charities SportWorks Ministries, Riley's Army, Daughters for Dads, the Heather Ann Partee Scholarship Fund at the ECU School of Nursing. The Pirate Radio Football Kickoff Party will feature entertainment by America's favorite 80s tribute band, The Breakfast Club. Plus, the world-famous Budweiser Clydesdales will be on-site for photo opportunities. The place to be to kick off football season is at the State Theater in downtown Greenville for the best party of the year. Go to PR927FM.com to get your tickets now before they sell out, and we'll see you on Thursday, September 1st. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Party back with you on a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Cliff Rock, the Chan Man, Shirley Rhodes, CJ Schaefer. We've got Brian Bailey joining us coming up at 4 o'clock. Also, Mark Brown came to chat.com to talk about the surging O's. Mark also had an article on camdenchat.com regarding the minor league report for the week and 
one uh person in the o's organization play well right now is former pirate connor norby mm-hmm. so uh, we'll talk a little bit about connor norby as well coming up with mark brown in hour two brian medor joins us hour three of today's show we're in the middle of an ecu a football report heard from gerard stringer a moment ago let's hear from east carolina i guess cb1 now malik fleming with the departure of uh, jaquan mcmillan and nolan johnson uh, Malik was asked, despite those departures, uh, is he still confident in the cornerback room? Oh, definitely. The whole cornerback room. Isaiah, Apri, uh, we had Juwan Powell who moved from safety to corner. Everybody's doing good. Malik also talked about the depth at the cornerback position this year. Oh, now we all on the same page. You know, hey, if I'm tired, I can always count on my brother to have my back. He go in the game, and the, the standards stay the same and never change no matter who wins. Malik Fleming was asked about the battles between the cornerbacks and the wide receivers, especially the newcoming wide receivers on this team. Uh, yesterday we had Isaiah, a uh, freshman, to go against Jalen Johnson in a one-on-one. Uh, Jalen won the rep, but I seen a lot of dog in Isaiah, so I was real pleased with that. Malik Fleming likes describing people as dogs. How would he describe a pre-Washington, Shirley? Number four. Hit number four. Oh, he's a dog. Quick learner. Dog. Dog. That's all I can say. Dog. 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 Hit it again. Dog. Oh, he's a dog. Quick learner. Dog. Dog. That's all I can say. Dog. <laughs> dog? Dog. Rough. Dog. <laughs> I like how he throws quick learner in there to like kind of get something different. Dog. Quick, well, quick learner. You dog. Have, have those dogs sometimes that take a while to learn how to sit and shake. A pre-Washington. But you got those dogs that dog. learn quick. Oh, he's a dog. You got those dogs that are quick learners. That's right. He is a dog. I, a he's pre- a quick learning dog. First day of practice, a pre took one to the house. To the right? house. It was the, first, uh, Pick it, six. It, it was the first touchdown overall in camp. There was a video that ECU football put out. Who was going to get the first touchdown? And obviously, a lot of people were saying Keith Mitchell, but a lot of those defensive guys were saying that it would be a pick six. And sure enough, it was. It was that dog, a pre Washington. To find that clip of the, uh, it was like a high school kid describing his teammates. Dog, yeah. yeah. That's, what I, that's what that reminded me of. <laughs> we need to see if we can find that. Dog. Uh, uh, clip Brock, dog. Dog. CJ Schaefer, dog. dog. Shirley Rhodes, dog. dog. <laughs> I don't remember why that was labeled, Shirley. I'll have to find it during the break. All right, let's go Malik Fleming 5. He was asked how far the defense has come along since Blake Harrell first arrived. Oh, it's way easier now. Of course, like we had a lot of freshmen to play that COVID season, but those those same guys are still here now. So like we're light years ahead. It's not even close. And Chandler, you mentioned that some guys were bummed out not being able to practice today. Yep. One of those guys malik fleming because he's a dog <laughs> and he wanted a piece of the pirate running backs he was asked how excited he was to get into full pads very excited full pads very excited what is, period what period what one. period one period we one. live we live period one key and rosy let's go let's go <laughs> yeah calling him out by name oh he's a dog <laughs> and saying rajay's name wrong I mean, just total disrespect. Disrespectful. <laughs> so it's not Raji, Raja, or Raja. It's Raja. You hear that, Malik? It's Raja. I, I like oh, he's how, a dog. I like how um, Keaton just calls him Ra. 
Ra hadn't fumbled all practice. Ra ain't fumbled all practice. Ra. Ra. Me and Ra. I like Ra. Whatever happened to the nicknames that they gave each other last year? Well, they were bad nicknames. Icy and something. Yeah. K3 or whatever. Somebody was trying to walk them into a thunder and lightning, smash and dash, and they gave like individual nicknames. And I say we need more uh, Keaton and Rajay press conferences. I thought that was pretty cool. As a duo? As a duo. Yeah. They're dogs. Dog. Oh, he's a dog. Oh, he's a dog. He's a dog. All right. Uh, that is Malik Fleming. You also heard from Gerard Stringer. Not a lot of uh, laughs going on today with the football team because apparently a uh, an eating incident. A that f- buffalo meatloaf will get it. <laughs> it will do you every time. A food poisoning oh, a incident, perhaps. And, and we don't know if this is actual if that maybe david stall is correct but uh, david stall says the word on the street is a buffalo meatloaf from the players is that it's buffalo meatloaf so the next time we have the players on the delcor players lounge we're definitely gonna have to ask what was it that made them sick all right uh quick buccaneer music hall scoreboard update presented by the buck i've been sent to spread the message that god bless texas with a good little league softball team they just won their game against a team uh, called Washington from the state of Washington. I couldn't remember it for a moment. Texas defeats Washington. Now we are awaiting uh, Greenville. Pitt County softball team. About to take the field. So we'll be watching that on ESPN Plus when that pops up. Friends of the program. Another score to update on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. NC State basketball is taking on the Puerto Rican national team. And at the half, Puerto Rico 41, NC State 32. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. Let's go, That's Puerto great. Rico. I saw them post the other day that they won by five against some team in the Bahamas. They won by five. It was like five or six or something like that. Well, right now they're down by nine to Puerto Rico. Well, guess you, you know who they had to play the very first game of their basketball season? You keep saying that. Are you right on that? I thought that's what it said, game one. You know what? It might be game one of the Battle of Atlantis. Because the Battle of Atlantis is around Thanksgiving time, and they're going to start the season. All right, well, that is game one of the Battle of Atlantis. It is the Kansas Jayhawks, which we are honorary Jayhawks ourselves. We are big fans, yeah. That might be a... That that can't be our team. Miami, until the day we we die. Uh, So, there you go. How about a basketball score here on a hot August 9th day? I found that pretty... We'll pack down. Found that pretty random. Brian Bailey, who will join us in just a moment, says uh, game two ran long. First pitch for Pitt County is now at 444 this afternoon. So there you go. We will be up to date on that right here on Pirate Radio Live. And you got somebody that you know's daughter is on the team? Did I see that? Yeah. Cool. Some uh, <laughs> some personal interest there. Yeah, I, was, I wanted to bet on it. So I looked. Yeah, I saw your tweet. And uh, I can find lines for the Little League World Series baseball. And you can't for softball? No. That's ridiculous. That's sexist. What happened that, to equality? That's ridiculous. If I want to bet on some kids playing softball down the street, I should be allowed to do that. So I'm going to open up my own book. And uh, I'm taking bets. If you want to bet on uh, the Greenville Little League all-star team, uh, you can do so. If you want to take the opposing team, you can do so. What's the line on Pitt County softball? Uh, who are they playing? Shirley, do you know? Who's Pitt County softball uh, playing? I don't know right off the top of my head. It's somebody from California. Okay, well, that's see. all we need to know. Oh, okay. It's right it's there. It's right there it's on the California. screen. California. California. 
So I will say West Coast versus East Coast. Give me the uh, give me the. You know what? I'm gonna just set it as a pick 'em. Okay. I'm gonna. That's the easiest thing to do, right? For me, yeah. Yeah. Considering I haven't seen any of these teams play. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. It's the easiest thing to do. Just put it as a pick 'em. I'm taking the girls from Pip County. All right, so uh, it's all set. We are doing illegal uh, sports gambling here on Pirate Radio Live. If you'd like to place your bet, you have to call in live, 317-1250. So that way... And place it live on the air. I'm bringing you down with me when we get arrested. (laughs) Oh, man. When we return, Um, Brian Bailey joins us. There's the FBI right there. Oh, dear. Uh, Boy, they've been raiding a lot lately. Yes, they have. They had themselves a field day yesterday. We'll take a timeout, come back, more to go. Brian Bailey joins us after these words. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Well, keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Tuesday. Thanks to Redbeard for passing this along to us. Redbeard likes to uh, keep up with the, the jailbird police bookings. And uh, found one out of Las Vegas. Uh-oh. I know uh, an athlete that used to play for the Raiders. The Raiders. Uh, Marshawn Lynch has been... Uh, he's been popped. He's been popped. He has it, been booked for driving under the influence. I couldn't tell it. <laughs> I mean, he looks sober to me. What about you guys? I, I think he looks very sober. He looks absolutely he doesn't even have his eyes open he's got one eye about 25 percent open the other closed he is tasting the rainbow dude too many skittles (laughs) uh i gotta tell you the great thing about not drinking anymore uh i will never it's literally impossible for me to get a driving under the influence because i don't drink you know how and people do this uncomfortable to talk about but you have one or two you have a, a third maybe and you're like have i had too many if you're asking yourself you probably have yeah but uh people do that i don't have to worry about you don't it have anymore. to worry about that that and is it's, it's a great that is feeling. something that will never happen again in your life that is a great feeling and uh by the way i don't think you announced this which you don't like to talk about yourself that much i hate talking about how great i am and you have surpassed one year that's of right drinking one year no alcohol congrats hey thanks man didn't seem like it was possible at the time, but then it becomes a little uh, becomes easier than you think. There's like a certain time span, right, where you get like if you can get what's the, if you get to that, if you get to that first month, you can basically. I don't know if that's true or not. Maybe it is as far as like the physical dependency or whatever kind of thing. I, I don't know. I don't. Th- I don't. I don't know if that's true or not. But, yeah, you're doing good, clip. Uh but yeah, Marshawn Lynch, DUI. Needs to take. Uh, needs to learn from you. It does really bug me that like 
people with money still do this when it's so easy to get a whatever uber and lyft and drive you know friend anybody if marshall lynch posted on twitter hey man i need a ride God, he's how many people every, would show everybody up? so that is uh pretty annoying or how with the money that he's probably got why not a personal driver yeah he could have a literally a, a personal driver whose job is to drive him pay him a salary every month to just pick him up no matter where he's at that's what makes it worse that we see it so often is that yeah. we we know you have the money you know you have the money and there's probably plenty of people around you too when you're about to make the decision to step into the car yeah that could tell you like maybe that's not such a good idea right now yep but we see it all the time i mean i hate to bring it up because it was so terrible but henry ruggs i mean that should have never happened he should be ubering be doing something he wasn't even drunk i don't think or maybe he was i don't know but that should have never happened and like you said people with this much money should be either getting somebody else to drive them especially when they've been drinking and out partying because the picture if you go and look at the picture of marshawn lynch it is i mean he is obviously hammered he is drunk as a skunk it's very bad his one eye is more open than the I other i can't imagine somebody being behind the wheel looking like that yeah. that drunk all right so there's that uh let's now welcome in brian bailey and we recorded this earlier and i tried to hide it for a while but then bailey spoiled the whole thing talking about the softball game <laughs> yeah so uh let's just play it as is Shirley. this is uh, my chat with brian bailey for earlier today all right, welcome back in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Clip Rock with Double B, Brian Bailey. Got the Brian Bailey Show coming up today at 6 o'clock. If you missed it earlier today at noon, great show, BB. Talked uh, some high school football and some softball as well. How about the All-Star uh, Little League Softball World Series going on right here in Greenville? I tell you, and we were out at the opening ceremonies last night and uh, – going out to the first game four o'clock start time for that game so it's it's exciting to see you know all the pressure because you know i've, I've talked about this a couple of times my daughter played in the bay ruth world series but it was nothing like this i mean there weren't teams from all over the world uh it was completely you know there was pressure but there didn't anything like this I, I can't imagine what the parents are going through and and that kind of thing but it's uh you know it's cool to have the espn cameras you yeah. know you got to give credit to brian weingartz and weingartz family pj conley the city of greenville they put on a great show for the ladies and i think that they you know i, I don't know how the little league folks could could want anything more because i think greenville opens its arms for this softball tournament that game getting underway as we speak their first game here in this tournament we talked to scooter yesterday it's a uh, about a week-long event bailey and uh, they're going to be going back and forth and uh, trying to see if they can be the third team from the state of north carolina to win the little league softball world series it's a double elimination format going into as you start off with two 16 brackets and then you go double elimination until you eliminate everybody except two on each side and the four teams play single elimination to determine a champion so uh yeah a lot of softball to be played coming up i heard you talking about it on the uh, brian bailey show with gentry cow and uh, the heat is a factor, Ooh. especially uh, for these teams that aren't used to it, right? Well, I thought it was hilarious. The high school football coaches on Monday at the Big Carolina 3A4A uh, media day were talking about, you know, the North Carolina High School Athletic Association, you know, limits their practice time and stuff. But these girls will come in and they'll play all day long. And they were talking about it early in the day. 
that the uh, the temperature was like 94, 95, and it felt like you know close to 100. It's hot. That's, there's no doubt. It's hot. Had a uh, fun day Monday at Parker's <coughs> Barbecue with the Big Carolina 3A, 4A media days. And I got to thinking about it. What if... Now, could you imagine if that was SEC or NFC East Media Day and those coaches are at the same table oh, at yeah. Parker's Barbecue and everybody's getting along and smiling and having fun and, uh, you know, they'll be wanting to, to beat each other coming up soon. But it is a really neat event to get all those coaches together. Parker's makes everybody friendly. That's true. Yeah, you get everybody in there. But it, it, it's a good time. And it's, you know, and those coaches, you know, they're such a, a, a tight-knit group. I mean, uh, they were talking about the, the helmet shortage they're going through and some of the equipment shortage that they're going through right now. And they're having to work together because, you know, you might have a size 16 helmet, but you might, you know, need a size 11. Maybe you can trade off and they've been able to work together and that kind of thing. I need to talk to Brian North. He's been hoarding helmets for 30 years yeah, now. Yeah, don't get me started on the helmets. <laughs> I just think that's... Hey, I, even you and Brian North and uh, and yeah, Billy we, from we Channel got, 7 yeah, were we getting got, along. We got along pretty well. That's yeah, good. That's great. Yeah. great. We start whipping their butts on August 19th. Oh, by boy, golly. here we go. Touchdown Friday. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. I always love that uh, that first Friday. You're man. one of the few people that I know that will watch all three shows and, 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 and talk about like little things that are in it and that kind of thing. I appreciate that. I like too. to do that the first uh, couple weeks and get, you know, say, uh, you know, who, who did well, this well, funny because did that well. And I've been doing this a long, long time, obviously. But I still get home on that first Friday night, and I'll back the tape up, and I'll watch. I'll watch seven. I'll watch twelve. I'll watch us. Write down notes, and hopefully come out victorious. I still need to take you up on the uh, the you shadow. You need to do offer. it. Maybe I'll, maybe you this should. is the year. This should be the year. Where I'll just shadow Brian Bailey and uh, see if he'll yell at me on a Friday night. I yell at everybody. I know. I want to be yelled at. I yell at everybody. So come on. <laughs> I want to be. I that tell guy. them we're having our meeting on uh, Thursday night this week, and the first thing I say is, "Look, you got to have thick skin." It's nothing personal, but if you're sitting around not doing anything and it needs to be done, get it done. Brian Bailey joining us in the football mode today. Uh, unfortunately, no practice going on uh, at ECU, at least earlier today, Bailey, due to what appears to be a battle with food poisoning. Oh, yeah, and I can't imagine that because that is that is something else. I mean, that's that's that's, that's really scary during camp, too. It's really unfortunate because you're losing a practice day, but uh, hopefully they can get everybody back. But I pulled up to practice. I always go early, and I pulled up, and there was nobody on the field, and I thought to myself, man, that's kind of odd, but maybe they're still in meetings or something. But usually the managers and, and you know some of the trainers are always out there really, really early. But there was nobody out there, and then I got the email out of my phone. So there you go. Yeah, I no guess practice. better now than a month from now when you're preparing yeah. for a game, but still – as you said, a mispractice this time of year, very valuable. They were supposed to go full pass for the first time. Today. Yeah, they were supposed to. I What I would do if I were the East Carolina Brass, that's uh, whoever they, they got catered for their meal last night, that's who NC State should be calling for their meal when they get to Greenville. Yeah. So that maybe they get. Are we responsible for their meals? No, probably not. But I think it's just make a suggestion. That, yeah, sure. Yeah, worked out go. great for us. Yeah. Uh, practice uh, just about one week in the books, Bailey. And uh, Mike Houston, who is about as honest, I think, as a coach can be. No coach is going to be completely honest with the media this time of year. But he kind of tells you how it's going. He seemed very positive, optimistic, I think, through a, a, almost a week of practice. How about you? Oh, yeah, he said he said from the outset, you know, I want to go out there and I think you know we've got a really good football team we need to look like a really good football team and i think so far that's what he's seeing out of that squad now you got to go through the scrimmages you got to try to stay healthy but uh i think he likes what he sees so far yeah and uh looking forward to another year of pirate football looking forward to the bud light pregame tailgate 
which Brian Bailey will, uh, will yes. join us on that program once fun. again. And uh, it's all it's all coming. It's all here. So uh, we're excited for it. How much of the Hall of Fame games you watched last week? You know, I watched. I had it on the whole time. Just kind of, you know, gandered at it a little bit. I wanted to see if Zay was going to play at all, but he didn't. I don't think. He, he didn't play I a didn't snap. Him, yeah, no. I didn't see him at all. So, uh so I watched a little bit of it. It was good to see football back, and 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 I'm one of those. I like to watch my favorite team in the preseason. I like to see a lot of the guys that I'll never see again, but just see them in the uniform one more time. And, and every once in a while, you'll have a, you know a starter play a little bit. So I kind of I, I've always enjoyed that. Who I was we were talking about this last week. You know, Victor Cruz is an example of a guy we had never heard of. Remember, he's wearing number zero in preseason. We're like, who is this guy? And then he turned out to be a really good player doing the salsa dance in the end zone. Yeah. Uh, do, has there been a Cowboys like preseason darling that actually made it? That, you know, I, because those are few and far between. Right, those guys that play a lot of preseason then end up making it. So. Well, there, there was one a while back when when uh, not the not the most recent time that the Cowboys were featured in the summertime, but uh, on Hard Knocks. But there was one that, that the guy made it all the way to to, and he was really the darling of the camp. But then he got cut, I think, near the end. Speaking of which, Hard Knocks tonight. Is that tonight? It's back. I knew it was coming. Detroit Lions. Episode oh, the Lions. One. Yeah, that'd be good. I like uh, their their head coach is noteworthy. He's the bite the kneecaps guy. So oh, yeah. Dan Campbell will probably be, say something That'd be funny. fun. That'd be fun to watch. And the Cowboys signed the uh, USFL receiver, the MVP, I think. so. And they like him. So we'll see if he can at least hang on to the practice squad. Turn your mic on. Bailey, was it da- Danny Amendola? I, no, I don't think it was him, but, but he was – I remember when he went through – because he, he he went a long way through camp, and he ended up having a pr- really good career. Was Romo – when did he come on the scene? Was that in the season or was that during the offseason? Well, Romo – now, I'll tell you this, and, and I'm not a gambling person like you guys are, but there was some money to be made. Gamblers when, when, always say that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but Romo, Romo was the type in the preseason way back when he first started. I mean, he went out there to win a football game. And, and so, oh, it, it yeah. Was, yeah, he would go out and, and – So, you're saying if there's a guy that's like actually there – Right. All in to win. I mean, most of the time, especially with the Cow- Cowboys, never win any preseason games. It seems like they're just awful. But when Romo was there, you know, he was winning games and flying around doing stuff he wasn't supposed to do, and it was fun. How you feeling uh, about Dak and the boys this year? You know, I-, I think defensively, that's where I find the comfort zone with Dan Quinn and with Michael Parsons, and and I, I think they'll be really good defensively. I-, I think that offensively, it's just a matter of you know. Uh, you got to get Gallup back, and you got those receivers. You know, I'm a little surprised they haven't gone out and gotten a, a receiver. I thought they would. You know, there's a couple out there they could pick up, and they still might. Uh, I still think they need somebody like that. But uh, a little, a little concerned about the receivers. But uh, you know, I can't wait to watch watch the game. So I swear, I think know. the division is up for grabs. I think so I mean, too. Dallas I, was the class of the league Dallas last year, could, but. I, you know, I don't know if they got a lot better this offseason. I'm interested to see what the Eagles look like. Giants maybe come out of nowhere. I don't see it happening, but, you know. What about and, the and Commodores? Guys. What about the Commodores? If our defense from 2020 returns, then we got a great shot. To yeah, win. I agree with you. We were talking about that the other day at lunch, and I remember, you know, watching those games late in the year, and I, I was like, how are they winning these games? They're not any good, but they were winning this game, winning that game, and because their defense was so good. Not a great sign that Washington fired their D-line coach this late into... Yeah, what did he do wrong? Uh, good question. I don't know. I mean, you're, you're working for Dan Snyder, for God's sake. You ought to be able to... <laughs> Keep your job. <laughs> you got a pretty long leash there. With I mean, things yeah. you can do. Maybe he read uh, a player's computer screen. Oh, 
Now, don't get me started on that because I, I and I don't know that whole story. I don't know if anything. Right. I don't know the details it. on it. But. but my goodness, yeah. you know, if I'm the head coach and he, and I got a veteran coach like that, it comes to me and tells me that story. I, I would be like, what? Yeah, this is the Oklahoma okay. story for yeah. folks that don't. Yeah, know. I mean, okay, you know, or, well, apologize to the room, apologize to the team. You, you always, now, you know, as, as I, I said this to Melissa the other day, we were eating breakfast and we were talking about it, and she said, well, there may have been something more. Well, if there is, right. yeah. if there is we more, yeah. then then that's that's fine. But if, if that's if that's all there is to it, I just don't I just don't get it. And I don't know what the word was, but obviously it was something that shouldn't been have been said. But was that a catch? I guess it was. They're yeah. calling it a catch. What are you going to go out there and heckle Little League uh, softball yeah. umpires after this? They're mess? volunteers. How about that? That's one thing I would not do is volunteer as an umpire. In the Little League Softball World Series, the grandest stage. Uh, but, she uh, did catch it, too. Good call. i tell you what. It looks great out there, doesn't it, Bailey? It really does. Again, give the Weingarts uh, family so much credit for what it looks like out there. It looks absolutely gorgeous. The ESPN cameras, the high-def cameras are rolling. It uh, doesn't look like it's a huge crowd there for this game, but it's it's awfully hot out there right now. Four o'clock start for those uh, Pitt County girls. That'd Which, by the way, yeah, we're uh, we're on it. Four. Right. It's four so, o'clock right now. So, so. It's, it's ten after four, isn't it? <laughs> All right. We recorded this a little earlier in the day while Sorry. Patty's here in the studio. Almost went through the whole segment without people knowing. <sighs> But, uh, but now they do the Magic of Radio. All right, BB, uh, great Brian Bailey show, a lot of high school football talk. Uh, an East Carolina legend joining you, uh, C.J. Wilson. C.J., I swear. And I, I just love talking about that play he made against Southern Miss. And yeah, I still say it's one of the greatest plays in East Carolina football history that nobody talks about. But it's got to be up there somewhere. Chandler, what would you say? You cried on that play, Chandler? You got so excited. Yeah, I was uh, crying my eyes out in section <laughs> 15 in Daddy Thickland Stadium. There you go. Well, it was so weird because, you know, it's 23 20. They're getting ready to kick the extra point and make it 23 21. So in my head, I'm thinking, okay, now, now your field goal loses the game. You're in, you're in real trouble here. They got all the momentum. And then old big boy CJ, he not only, I mean, he comes through and blocks it. He took it to the house. And then he picks it up and he was, he ran and ran and ran. And, and he cracks me because, yeah, I started thinking back. I was in high school. I was carrying that football like I was running with the ball for Northside High School. And that, that was the clinch to East Division, right? Yeah, close the home home game too. Jeff Charles got so excited he called it a touchdown. Touchdown Pirates! <laughs> CJ Wilson by two points. Yeah, I mean everybody was was jacked yeah. up. It was such a unexpected play, and as you said, a huge play yeah. at that time. So it was great. One of the greats. Uh, he's at North Pitt this year. I've enjoyed talking to these area coaches and looking forward to some Friday night lights. We'll have Conley football back here on Pirate Radio. The high school huddle with Morgan Aylers coming up this Friday night. Uh, kind of a preview show to get you ready. For next Friday, uh, touchdown Friday, ready to go, Bailey? If you had to do it this week, could you do it? Yeah, we, we could. All right. We just have to hustle a little bit. But we've got a couple little things we're still trying to tweak, trying to get some uh, scripting out and that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's one of those things. That once you get everything done, it kind of rolls itself. But uh, you get so much help, and we appreciate all the help that we get. And I know the guys at 7 and 12 appreciate the help that they get as well. So, uh, And one of the best things to do on a Friday night is you go and you shoot your part of the game, your game. And if you go into another game, you hop in the car and you start you know trying to figure out is Conlon winning is, is Rose winning yeah. you know on the dial so there aren't that many high schools that have their games covered but uh, Rose and Conley are two that, that do we are uh, having little buddy Brian Medor on the show later today oh good and yeah y'all yeah. y'all's relationship still going on oh yeah yeah sorry y'all's relationship <laughs> I, I mean I yeah. tell you what of all you the know, relationships you've had Bailey that's gotta be the longest oh right? it's gotta be yeah <laughs> I mean we we go through lives like nothing nothing crazy I mean good stuff BB thanks for joining us man we will uh, see you next Monday huge show 
show on the Brian Bailey Show. Should be fun, Monday. yeah. Mike Oresco, Skip Holt. So yeah. looking forward to that. Should be good. Thank you, BB. Bye. Uh, we'll take a break. Come back. Have more for you here on Pirate Radio Live on a Tuesday. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now back to the show. Welcome back. From sales to service, Greenville Auto World has all of your vehicle needs covered, and you can shop all of their inventory now at greenvilleautoworld.net. If you're also looking for someone to service your vehicle, they have a full service and repair facility. They do brakes, oil changes, tires, inspections, and repair any kind of vehicle. Greenville Auto World, right across from Speedway at Bells Fork and online at greenvilleautoworld.net. Thanks to Tim Sutton and Jim Rogers for their sponsorship of the program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Clip Rock, Chandler Honeycutt, Brian Medor going to join us in our... That was not me. Wow. <laughs> I just wanted to point out that I didn't screw that up. <laughs> well, if you didn't do it, I guess we got to talk about who did. No, it was me. I, I will admit that I screwed up there. <laughs> I am not used to twisting the dials here at Pirate Radio, but uh, I, I've done a pretty good job of doing that. I just uh, got caught sleeping there. Mm. So, sorry. Yep, head on a swivel. Got to be uh, always ready. We were talking about go. Marshawn Lynch earlier and the terrible decision that he made to drink and drive. Mike P. on Facebook says uh, his personal driver could be called Carshawn Lynch. Hey-oh! Hey-oh! Pretty good. I love a good Mike P. punchline. Uh, just saw this on the Twitter machine. Cameron Smith has reportedly signed a $100 million deal with it Live Golf. He's living it up, isn't he? He's living it up and going down. <laughs> uh, he is joining Live. So oh the big names keep a moving to the Live Tour. And uh, how long will Harold Varner III hold out? I don't know. I think... I thought I read that he's being advised by Michael Jordan not to go that route. That could be the uh, the decider there. If Jordan says, "Hey, you're my brand," yep, you're re- you're wearing my brand. You're cashing them checks. Let's keep on cashing them here on the PGA Tour. Then, if I'm Harold, I'll probably say, "Okay, absolutely." And then the dollar amount that he would be offered if he takes that to the Jordan brand, I'm sure they would bump him up and give him some more cash so he's in a good spot oh absolutely he's in a great spot to be in i wouldn't be worried if i were him not at all i'd be uh, glad that i have the goat michael jordan being my brand the jordan brand so yeah i think he's in a pretty comfortable spot that he is all right uh let's head back out to the pirate radio live line how about them o's they knock off the orioles last night and baltimore right now is one game back that's right just one game back of the final wild card spot they're chasing the mariners right now and the mariners are playing a series with the yankees if things break right tonight uh, the O's could be sitting inside of a wild card spot. Uh, let's talk about all that and more with Mark Brown, Chat.com, who joins us today on Pirate Radio Live. Mark, how you doing, man? 
Clip, I am doing great. You know, uh, it's August the 9th, and the Orioles are one game out of a wild card spot. It's it's uh, you know it's beyond my wildest imagination for the 2022 season. So uh, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. It's awesome. It's been fun to follow and uh, great to chat with you this year. Our, our most positive conversations we've had this late in the year, uh, maybe ever uh, since we've had you on the show, Mark. So that's exciting. And uh, also, it's uh, surprising that at this point in the season the future and the minors are not really the the topic and the fun thing to look at for Orioles fans because the big league team is playing so well but Pirate Radio earlier today did link uh, to CamdenChat.com you've got your minor league week in review and uh, Connor Norby former Pirate uh, is, is, is on a tear right now Mark and who knows maybe a, a future O but uh, he's looking good along with other players in the O's minors but uh, good to see Connor Norby hitting the ball well down there Norby is coming on strong. I think he's got what sixteen home runs this season now, and he kind of um, he was slumping when he was at High A Aberdeen, and then got promoted to Double A Bowie, and he's just been on a tear since he's been there. So, you know, that, I mean, that's a hopeful sign of another guy uh, in the infield mix for the future. You know, your uh, your ECU guy, and uh, I mean, he's he's just doing amazing. So I I don't know what's going to happen with him. Um, it kind of feels like the Orioles are getting to the point where. Uh, they might even start thinking about do they want to trade a couple prospects to try and shore up their uh, starting rotation for the future. And, you know, I, I don't know if they would are starting to think Norby is maybe trade bait or if they're going to say, okay, you know what, uh, this guy's doing amazing. He's he's maybe going to be our second baseman uh, of the future starting maybe in like 2024 or something. It's uh, it's it's just been phenomenal. There's 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 so many great stories uh, in the minors on top of what's going on in the major league level. It's just it's it's an abundance of uh, of positive across the whole Orioles organization lately, and as you said, there hasn't been a lot of that uh, in August uh, in the time we've been talking to one another. Yeah, you can check that out, CamdenChat.com, as Mark and uh, and company do a great job of keeping you up to date, not only with what's going on in the big leagues, but what's going on uh, with the minors and the O's system. Uh, but all all eyes on the big league team, Mark, because as you said, one game out of the wild card spot right now and uh beat a, a good blue jays team and it's cool mark that you're you you had a, a tough schedule you know coming out of the all-star break and some games against the rays you, you take care of them beat the blue jays last night not only is this team hanging around they're beating quality teams that are really fighting for the same thing the orioles are, are fighting for right now yes absolutely that's that's really encouraging uh i mean i keep setting little goals for the orioles not really expecting them to meet them like it was the nine games coming out of the all-star game i was like okay well they got to go at least like five and four we could forget about it they went five and four and then they had a nine game stretch against uh the the rangers reds and pirates and i was like okay you know these are the easy teams they got to go six and three they went six and three so i'm like okay you know now now i'm working on uh, there's no off days until August the 22nd, so that's 17 days with no off day. I feel like all right, they they got to go nine and eight on these 17 uh, games with no off day. Um, you know, we'll we'll see if they can do it. Um, but I mean, you know, beating the Blue Jays last night uh, was was a great start there. Um, it, you know, w- when you get down to it, the Orioles have 53 games left to play. Uh, 31 of them are against AL East opponents. Mm. Uh, 14 more against these Blue Jays, 11 more against the Red Sox. So, you know, that's that's the games that are really going to determine uh, uh, whether they can really hang, keep hanging on in this picture, I think. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, uh, that, that's going to be the ones that matter. So they're going to have to earn it, uh, that's for sure. Talking to Mark Brown, CamdenChat.com. And, Mark, uh, when you look at the playoff picture, I, I don't want this to sound insulting. I, I'll get your take on it. But it's almost like one of these things is not like the other. I mean, you've got the Yankees, the Astros, whoever wins the Central. But the Blue Jays and all their young star power, the Rays are in it every year. The Mariners have kind of built for for this year. And then they've got Julio Rodriguez, who has been fantastic. So they're a surprise, but not a huge surprise. And then you've got these Orioles. And you look at the names on paper, the names on the roster. Do you feel like they're kind of an outsider uh, trying to jump into the big party here with, with what they have compared to what these other teams have? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't think it's any knock on the Orioles to say they don't have kind of the big-name star power. And, I, I mean, I think for an Orioles fan, that's what makes it fun. I mean, obviously they had Adley Rutschman, who was the number one overall pick, number one prospect uh, in the minors until he got called up. Uh, I mean, he's he's been a big difference maker for the team. But other other than him, you know, they don't really have huge names, especially on the pitching staff. Uh, and, and still they've been able to hang in there where right now the starting rotation is, uh, you know, Jordan Lyles, Spencer Watkins, Deed Kramer, Kyle Bradish, and Austin both. And it's like, you know, if you've been a prospect guy, okay, you maybe got excited about Dean Kramer, Kyle Bradish, but like these other guys, you know, it's, it's, um, it's just not a, a team where you'd be like, okay, yes, they're definitely going to do it. Uh, I, I mean, again, for Orioles fans, this is kind of familiar. Go back a decade ago you had very similar where there just wasn't uh, an Orioles team with star power. They, they kind of succeeded uh, ahead of expectations and nobody really believed they were for real. Uh, that team ended up right about this time of year, calling up Manny Machado and then going on a tear and finishing 93 and 69. Uh, I, I don't think that 2022 Orioles have another prospect uh, uh, quite on the Machado level up their sleeve that they're just going to call up and that's going to change everything. But, you know, it just goes to show that sometimes these uh, kind of underdog teams can sneak in there and do something. I mean, again, looking at the past Orioles, you had uh, the 2014 Orioles going into the American League Division Series against the Tigers. You had all the Cy Young winners on that rotation. You know, you had Price, you had Scherzer, you had Porcello. Uh, I think uh, I'm forgetting. I think a couple more have even gone on to win since that year. And, you know, the Orioles swept them in three games. Uh, And so, you know, it didn't matter all those great pitchers they had. Um, So it's just, uh, again, I mean, I totally agree with you. They don't have the level of star power. And uh, they're a game out of the chase anyway. And that's really what makes it a lot of fun. Talking to Mark Brown, CamdenChat.com. Vegas is probably tired of losing money on these Orioles. They're always getting a ton of respect tonight, and I say that. They're still an underdog. Uh, I'm looking at a Blue Jays minus 160 to beat the Orioles tonight, but they have Alex Manoa, their all-star ace, on the mound while the O's are, are throwing Bradish with a 6.55 ERA. So you look at those matchups normally, and you think Blue Jays with an ace against the Orioles, uh, the, the Blue Jays would be like a minus 200, minus 240 favorite, but just minus 160 tonight. I think even Vegas is having trouble with these lines with the Orioles games because they just kind of keep winning out of nowhere. But certainly the underdog tonight uh, against a, a very good start starting pitcher for Toronto. Yeah, I mean, and we've seen this before for the Orioles. They've won some of these games. Like, uh, just a couple weeks ago, they went up against uh, Garrett Cole and the Yankees, you know, the $324 million man or whatever. It was uh, it was Cole pitching for the Yankees, Jordan Lyles pitching for the Orioles, 
you know, you, you pretty much, uh, you know, I don't know what the exact odds were that day, but it's probably very similar. You could pretty much take to the bank. Um, you know, the Yankees were going to win that one. Uh, and the Orioles won that game six to three. So, you know, it's, uh, it's really, you, you know, any given game, you don't really know what's going to happen. And, um, if very recent past Orioles, you know, the last couple of years, you would say, well, you don't know what's going to happen. A lot of the possibilities were bad, and the way things usually worked out, you know, wasn't very good. Uh, this year's Orioles, you could say, well, you don't know what's going to happen, and a lot of the time it has turned out pretty well. Um, uh, you know, maybe tonight will be another one. Uh, I mean, like you said, Manoa has, has been very good this year, uh, definitely a Cy Young contender, 2.45 ERA through 21 starts, sub one whip. Uh, I, I'm very envious of the team that has him. Um, but, you know, if he has a bad night and Bradish has a good night, the Orioles could easily win again. Mark Brown came to Chad.com. Oh, seven of their last 10. Uh, they have won five games over 500 right now. And the AL East is so good, still fourth in the AL East, uh, although they're creeping up on the Tampa Bay Rays. And right now the wild card is in sight, just one game back of that. So uh, Baltimore right now in the mix, and and it looks like crowds are showing up. Mark, I uh, saw uh, at least some good weekend crowds uh, on some videos. So the, uh, the locals getting uh, behind this team here in August, it looks like. Yeah, I was there on Saturday night. It was a sellout, about 41,000 people. It was probably the best crowd there's been in probably like six or seven years just because, uh, well, they, they were celebrating the 30th anniversary of Camden Yard, so you had that. There was a giveaway of a T-shirt. Um, you know, they had some former players that have played throughout the Camden Yard's history come back. Uh, there was a post-game concert, uh, so there was all these factors, but you could have piled all that up, and if the Orioles were once again, like, uh, had right now, like, 45 wins instead of 57 you know, you weren't going to sell out the stadium. So, I mean, I think we said this last time, you know, people have noticed around Baltimore uh, there's something different about these Orioles. Uh, I believe they have a right now a 32-21 and 21 record at home. So, you know, if, if you're showing up, you've got a pretty decent chance of seeing a good show from the team this year. That simply hasn't been the case since really 2016. I, I think even the, the 2017 team kind of hung in there until September. But, um they were kind of a disappointment that they, they didn't do better than that. And so, you know, people are dumb. They can tell when there's something different <laughs> about the Orioles. And, yeah. uh, it, you know, it's, it's showing up, you know, not night in and night out. I think even on, you know, on the weeknight last night against the Blue Jays, they still only had 12,000, which, I mean, is fine. Earlier in the year, they were drawing uh, like 6,000 to these weeknight games. So, you know, again, I mean, more people are, have noticed and they're coming out to see what's going on with the team. Mark Brown came to Chad.com, 30th anniversary of Camden Yards. That reminds me, Mark, that uh, when I was a kid, I went to Camden Yards very early on uh, in its existence. And I don't remember the exact year, but I do remember Mike Devereaux was in the lineup for Baltimore. So I looked up Mike Devereaux. His last year in Baltimore was 94. So I'm going to say I was there either 93 or 94 to catch an O's game. Have not been since, but uh, uh, what a what a beautiful ballpark it was then, and it is one that uh, that stands the test of time. It just seems like it it's not really old or outdated. uh, I would say. How about you? No, I absolutely agree with you. Uh, You know, it's funny that every now and again, like uh, the Orioles TV network will play like you know classic Orioles games, um, uh, and you know in the. 
really in the early weeks of like everybody's COVID isolation, there was a lot of that. So, <laughs> so they would play like the first game of of Camden Yards history, you know, uh, April 1992, and and so they had this broadcast on there and. You know, that was before the Nationals were around, so all the, like, Washington personalities would come up to Baltimore. And so they just randomly had Larry King, you know, the long-time CNN guy, come in to the TV broadcast during this game. And he said something uh, that stuck with me when I heard this re-air a couple years ago, and he was just like, it opened today, and it already feels like it's been here for 50 years. And <laughs> Camden Yards has just had that feeling. And yeah. they, you know, Larry King noticed it the day it opened, and I feel like that feeling has only matured uh, in the 30 years it's it's existed. Um, they, you know, they've tried to keep it as much up to date as they can, but also so there's just something about it. You you go in and it's got this this classic baseball stadium feel uh, in a way that you know so many of the stadiums that were kind of built in the 10 to 15 years after it just have been trying to imitate yeah. some with greater success than others. Oh, it definitely set a trend because during that time there was a lot of like Three River Stadium, Veteran Stadium, where they were just the circular cookie cutter ballparks. And then Camden Yards came out and, and, and as you said, kind of set the new trend for what ballparks were going to look like uh, when they were built. Right, exactly, because you had all those dual-purpose, you know, football and baseball yeah. houses in their stadiums, which, I mean, you know, Baltimore's old Memorial Stadium before Kevin Yards was exactly that situation that had the Colts and the Orioles coexisting for a long time. And uh, and then, you know, you just come in, and here's this new baseball stadium. Baseball's all that's there. You got the, the, the B&O warehouse where they used to have uh, – you know, all kinds of stuff with the railroad, and uh, it's just right there, you know, always in the background of, of everything that's going on in the stadium. And it's just, you know, you got the brick. It's just this iconic, classic look. It's really cool. Mark Brown, came to chat.com joining us. Mark, you talked about the, the goals you set for the Orioles, and I believe I saw you tweet this. I can look it up if you don't have it offhand, but you kind of put out an estimate on what the record needs to be the rest of the way. You may have mentioned that earlier, but in case you didn't, what was your your record for Baltimore that you think they need to uh, to get a playoff spot this year? Oh, yeah, okay. So I go on this website. It's called Fangraphs.com, and they have the playoff odds there. And so basically they project, like, okay, what are the records going to be um, of, of the teams? And the uh, the third wild card spot currently they think will be the Rays if the Rays win 85 games. So for the Orioles to get to 85 wins themselves, they need to go 28 and 25 uh, for the last 53 games. Which you know that's only three games over 500. That it, again they're going to have to do it against the AL East, but um, you know the Orioles are five games over 500 right now. So it feels within reach that maybe they could do okay, go 28 and 25 over the last 53. So. Uh, you know, maybe they'll end up needing to do better. Maybe one of these teams will win more than um, Bangrass is projecting for them. But, you know, if, if that's the goal, it feels like an achievable goal as long as the Orioles maintain the level of play they've been doing. So, you know, we'll, we'll see if they can do that. Uh, it, you know, it's going to be a tough schedule. They don't have many uh, easy games left. But, um, you know, they, they've been winning some tough games, and um, I feel like they are, they are capable of continuing to do that. We'll see if they do, but, um, it, you know, it should be fun to see what happens. No doubt we'll have O's baseball coming your way tonight right here on Pirate Radio, O's and Blue Jays. Mark Brown came to chat.com joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Mark, uh, always enjoyed the chat. It has been fun following these Orioles. Hopefully uh, we can keep this going and we'll reconvene sometime in uh, late August, September and uh, talk more baseball with you. Yeah, that sounds great. Hopefully we got some more good Orioles news then. 
Thank you, Mark. Mark Brown, CamdenChat.com, joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a timeout, come back. They are underway in Greenville. The Greenville Little League Softball All-Stars representing North Carolina, taking on California. And we'll update you on what's going on out at Elm Street Park. And get you ready for Hour 3 when we return after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now back to the show. Welcome back. And for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner, be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 58,000 followers today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, wrapping up hour number two. Excited for hour number three because we're going to welcome in Brian Amidor to the program who joins us right now inside the Pirate Radio studios. Amidor, great to see you as always. always. Great to see you guys. Uh, the Chan Man is here, Shirley Rhodes, CJ Schaefer here on a Tuesday, uh, filling in. And stature-wise, uh, size-wise, you're pretty similar to Bryce Williams, who usually joins us here on Tuesdays. Hold on. Get this up a little higher. <laughs> uh, Bryce will be back with us next Tuesday. Big fan of Bryce. He's uh, he's, he's the great. man. Yeah. But uh, but me- maybe we can play some games with Midor. I'm in. We usually play the five-second game yeah, with Bryce. We could do that. We can play a that game or two. Yeah, sure. uh, we'll talk a little Cowboys with me. I'm door. focused today, buddy. Yep. I he's... got my C4, whatever this is. <laughs> I said, well, you got to have enough energy, but then you pointed to the focus, focus. thing. You're supposed to counteract the uh, hyper part. Of, I don't know, man. You see me when I roll in here. Usually it's on nothing, but just, you know, love of life. Love of life. Just pure fumes. Yeah. And uh, but great to have Midor here. We'll uh, we'll talk to him about a number of topics, including pirate football. What exactly were the players fed last night? We'll find out. <laughs> I'm joking. I don't I do know. know. Maybe you have I do to know. I do know. We'll I see know, what Brian Midor wants I'll to tell you us. In a minute. I'll tell you okay. in a minute. Do you want to know now? I'll tell you now. You want let's to let's tease later. that because we got to right. take another break. I will mention that uh, right now, North Carolina, which is our Pitt County girls softball team. Uh, which is in the softball world series uh knotted up at zero no score in the game between north carolina and california they're playing in the bottom of the first inning look so, at the crowd there it's fantastic. wow it's that so is a beautiful. great shot behind right field ton of people and this is a free event it's just a matter of can you get there can you find a place to park to actually get there because uh there are a lot of folks there i was on the phone with bailey early when he was arriving and he was giving some poor guy at the gate grief but that's his mo Really? You no, I was say. totally lying. He was—he could have been nicer, and I was shocked by it. Oh usually, wow! Usually he is—he's the grief guy. Oh, where am I supposed to park? I don't know. You tell me. Because you know he's Brian Bailey. Yeah, he's told a, a million stories about being like at road games and yes, stuff. Yes, yes. And has somehow he found got, his I'm way. I'm telling you, he—he's he like he's Mr. Bean, man. He finds—he always finds his way inside right i mean the next to the, the president the owner whoever that's where he usually remember last at. year he's doing those videos for us for the first time for our pregame show yeah and he's in the opposing team's locker room yeah. and he's like i don't know how it got in here i'm not supposed to be here but uh, <laughs> he's in the coach's booth he's like boy, great facilities here at houston like what, how are you in there are you supposed to be yeah, like, doing a team prayer he's in yep. the background uh good stuff all right uh let's get a break in we'll come back brian Medor joins us hour three we'll talk pirate football and some 
some of the new things you'll see at Daddy Picklin Stadium. We'll get an intro video update with Medor and all kinds of fun stuff. When we return on Pirate Radio Live, we are back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back to the show. Welcome back at Angel Oak. They continue to make customer service a number one priority. A local mortgage advisor is the key to your transaction success. The combination of their local team's experience and Angel Oak's wide offerings of products from standard conventional uh, government and portfolio loans has something for every financial situation. For more information, call Talbot Green, Braxton Green, Joanne Weir, or Wanda Hager at 751-2060. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Cliff Brock. Back with you on a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We got a giveaway coming up, so stay tuned for that later on in the show. And uh, we've got Brian Medor here hanging out in hour number three. Bryce Williams has an excused absence today, uh, but he will be joining us once again next week on the program. Medor filling in the big shoes today great to have brian here as we uh get ready for the upcoming season we got a lot to talk about uh, always good to see you here me oh, it's great to be here guys i appreciate it i'm also clamoring for a preseason press box so uh hopefully troy d brian bailey uh Midor, and and others can get together the same not no billy weaver anymore oh weave i forgot I about say he's peddling drugs these days man <laughs> legally <laughs> poop he, drugs. he's a poop guy he told us <laughs> Uh, and he'll be ser- proud of it. Too. He'll be serving up that poop on yeah. the fifth quarter once yeah. again with Big us this year. Weave. Uh, co-host oh, only fifth. Did quarter. you see that? That was great. We're watching the Little League uh, Softball World Series, and it was a foul ball that just cracked the camera. It went, went right sideways. Straight the it went straight sideways. Made me flinch. No score between California and our Pitt County girls softball all star uh, right now in the World Series going on at Elm Street and Midori you first saw it and you, you're still amazed at how the oh, park looks it looks fantastic I know yeah. they spent a lot of money to, to go in there and make that into a softball stadium it's beautiful I loved covering games there for years and, and when I was doing news for both 7 and 9 and it was such a beautiful the wine guards do such an amazing job at that, for that facility it looks beautiful and the crowd they're filling in it's a, it's a top notch uh, facility. How about one Friday left Midor with no high school football? Do you ever miss? Like yes. Do you? Oh is, yeah. Is I, that I, part of you? you know, that's miss? one of those things that you had to remove because um, I I was like I made a big mistake. I need to go back because uh, Bailey wanted to hire me. Uh, Weaver first, then Bailey. They wanted to like me to start shooting on high school football nights Friday nights, and um, and I was like I don't know, man. I, I if I get back out there, I, I knew what I would want to do. That that was my favorite time of the year, mm-hmm. high school football. And then rolled into a Saturday, and you know, back in the day when we would you know we would go out after the games to we all all the shooters we get together at AJ McMurphy's and we sit at these long table and we'd all joke around. And then we watched the rebroadcast at one thirty of the show we just done back then it was a thirty minute show Pepsi, Pepsi touchdown Friday it was back then. I guess I can say Pepsi since you're chugging. Oh yeah, yeah, Um, and and their official station, a a soft drink of the Pirates. But anyway, um, plug. As I drink, <laughs> as I drink my C4. Four. C4, is C4, that C focus? It fails. Is that your focus. personal NIL you've got with uh, C4? There? No, no, it was, they were on sale. That's why I bought them. <laughs> Craig enough. Pierce, who's not here today, bailed on us. Big Cowboy fan, and um, he turned me on to these things, and um, I it's bought a, a case of them. And uh, 
they're eh, I'm not the focus is not working, man. I'm all right. over the place. All as right. you've seen, now we're talking about this. What were we talking about? Football, high school football. That's no, right. I removed myself completely from it because it was hard to go out there and, and uh, not be a part of it. You know, that you know, once you've seen behind the curtain, and you're on the sidelines, and you're you're part of that. You know, you don't want to sit in the stands or anything like that. You even yeah. miss the bouncing around, going from game to game. That was one of my favorite parts, man. Hustling. I won a um, AP award for uh, doing a bunch of games in one night, and uh, we had uh, one of Woody Spencer, fantastic videographer. He went with me, and we did this whole have to hurry up all night to get the games and get it all crashed in, and and we put together a really fun piece that won an associate. It was best uh, sports feature that year for Channel Nine, and it was a lot of fun to do. You kind of like the frantic nature of it. It probably, is, right? man. You know, the funny thing is, is um, uh, Brian North would do like five games in a night, and we won an AP award for doing three. <laughs> <laughs> Like it was such an overwhelming task. It was a lot of fun. Brian North is oh, Mr. Dirt the, Roads. Yes, he, he knows is. where the schools are and, uh, and where the bodies are buried. Or <laughs> where to bury the bodies. <laughs> Me and Clip were uh, Mr. High School Football yesterday. We were at Parker's for the big Carolina right. 3 yeah, 4 uh, yeah. Media Day. Yeah, Brian Bailey is uh, claimed to fame and naming that thing, right? That's right. The big Carolina. I told Bailey when he retires, he would make a great high school football commissioner. That's when he's done being the mayor. Oh, so he's got. Yeah, I already got, got that. Uh, we got that game plan going, man. I'm, I'm gonna try to get him to do that before he retires. I want to see him do the Tom Suter schedule, where he only does like <laughs> high school football and maybe the six. Yeah. And then he's the mayor the rest of the time. I mean, everybody would vote for him. It, it, it's kind of a. You would vote for him just on a name recognition. Sign of the times on politics. You don't really know what anybody stands nah, for. Man. You just vote for yeah. a name. And Herschel Walker. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> Winds are blowing to China. I'll tell you what, know. he could run that ball. <laughs> yes, he, could he could run that football. He sure could, buddy. <laughs> there it is. Bang. Brian Medor joining us inside the Pirate Radio studios. All right, no football practice today, Medor. There's a lot of rumors floating around. David Stahl on Facebook Live says the word on the street is they had some bad buffalo meatloaf. Okay, that is the word on the street, and a lot of players are saying that because that's what the players ate. Most, A lot of the players ate. Some of the players did not eat the meatloaf, and they still got sick, like nasty sick. So what was it? The common denominators, you have to start going from player to player to find out who ate what and who didn't eat what. But I know several players, I talked to one on my way in here, and he's still sick. And he said, uh, no, nah, I didn't touch the meatloaf. So there's that. But it is, you know, and again, we're and, uh, we're not doctors or scientists, but was it something that everybody ate? Or No, 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 was, no. You guys are missing all of this. There's nothing they ate. They had listened to Troy on this show earlier, and it was just, <laughs> come on, man, I'm just playing Troy. It's a joke. <laughs> they all got Thank sick. You. Thank you. They all got sick. <laughs> predictions. and Oh, uh, yeah. All right. Not so, realizing uh, that Aaron Rodgers didn't have 100 hands on his body. That was he was he That was so stupid. <laughs> Sorry, but if he was saying it, he was, well, under, can we, can he was we, under the, the peyote or... Uh, acid or whatever mushrooms wherever he was on the surely tea, can we hear tea? that again surely can we hear that again listen to what he said he kept saying play it again play it again <laughs> no, <laughs> clearly was saying it hypothetically. <laughs> not hypothetically but you know yeah that's what it, what he felt like 100 hands on the of his ancestors uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Was, I very, totally, very first, strange first time through i got it then troy's arguing with you i was like troy is that even possible 50 people you get 50 people in the room and they'd all have to have two hands on him when's the last time you did psychedelic drugs oh my gosh college <laughs> okay all right yeah college like me or he'll answer anything how many hands were on you <laughs> oh, let me tell you buddy <laughs> not as many as i wanted it was a fun party a few less <laughs> it was a great party all right so uh planning to get back to the practice fields tomorrow hopefully me do you think in your medical I, d- I don't opinion? know I, I don't know i know um i don't think that um and i'm not speaking out of turn here as I, i've talked to a few people over there i think it's it's probably common that's out there. I don't think they're gonna they were gonna go full pads today and get after it. I, I, <laughs> that would have been some bad puking out there, <laughs> that man. Was, no, I, I don't. I I wasn't here. 
uh, yesterday or last night, but I heard it was it was like everywhere, like bathroom outside. It was it was like it hit everybody as they were moving. And so it's it was like really a family situation. guy scene with the project. I, I, that's what I thought of when, I, when I rolled in here. I was like, what did it remind me of? The family guy where they were like, Bleh! they were all just vomit, predictable vomiting with each other. But um, I I don't know what they're gonna do tomorrow morning. Um, I don't think they'll hit. If I had to guess, I'd say they probably wouldn't. But um, you know, I was I was told that you know the scrimmage is still a go on Saturday, so I hope that's the case. Yeah. And was, you know, some of the guys are getting some IVs and fluids they might need and. Um, you know, and you know, it, it'll probably take another day to get you back. You're just feeling right. good. I've never had flu poisoning where I had to go to the hospital, but I've had it where I was sick, and like you, you know, it's it's you get sick and then it passes, and the next day you hope you're you're back on your feet. Kind of a shame too, because it sounds like everything was going so smoothly. And mm-hmm. Brian, you have a great BS meter and a detector. And you know when coaches are are BSing you, and and Mike Houston's pretty honest, not fully honest with the media, I think, but he has been so positive this I camp. Think he's like, been, I, I'm a big fan of Mike's. Yeah. That's not you know me. I'll tell you, I, I, I'd be coy or I would say, well, you know, he's this, this, that. Um, I'm, I'm a big, big, big fan of his, and, and not just because I like the guy, but because I think he really is the real deal. And I think that when he comes, when he's standing up there and he's feeling confident, he believes it. Yeah, he's seeing something that makes him think that that he should feel good. And you've seen him when he's not confident. He goes, well, mm-hmm. we're going to work on this. We got to work on that but, <laughs> we got to um, learn how to practice that was yeah. one of his comments year yeah. one. Oh, so i know it's come a long way it's fantastic and now i think you know here we are you know when he promised you know it's going to take a few years this is not going to be fixed next year or the year after you know he told brian bailey and me at that early his first year he said guys you know this you, for anybody who thinks this is going to be a quick turnaround it's going to take a little while but you'll see it and you'll know it and i believe him got a good group of young men in here too we yeah. have fun on mondays on the players lounge it's so strange seeing guys. you guys have the because i'm not used to that whole being able to the nil stuff and yeah you guys just having access to the players it's really fascinating to see um in a, in a natural setting like you guys are joking around and back and forth outside of the normal media stuff that we do and i think it's a positive it's thing. great and then so players, for the, the players are the players are the better. Players? The players, we used to have to do the media training of a lot of them. And some of them you guys didn't get access to because they were so bad. Now you don't have any control over it. You guys get them and they're much better I'm sitting here talking with you and they feel good. They start, you know, they, the one thing that I think that we were worried about early on was, and you guys are not a threat because you guys are, this media is very unique in that we want to see when I was the media, we now you guys want to see East Carolina do well. We're not we trying to no, start a drama no, issue at all. Yeah. Zero, none, zero. Whereas if there was a, there were competition and this and that, it might be a little bit different. Like over in Raleigh, they don't have the love affair that the media has with the team here. Right. Yeah. And um and so you guys are friendly fire most of the time yeah. and you know it takes something really scandalous to you know to really even get on the bad side of, unless the administration is just you know is easy to get on the bad side that of. that's happened before. before yeah as you guys know all too well but um no I, I really I, I've enjoyed it I was really worried about it some of the things they might say some of the things that you guys get too comfortable and then you know, how does Mike control the messaging when, you know, he's trying to control the expectations. And now you guys have, you guys probably have more players in your cell phones now than you ever have. True. And it's super easy this time of year because they haven't lost the game yet. Right. Now I'll tell you this. I was cussing out Troy and Jonathan last year after ECU started 0-2 and and we're about to go to 0-3 against Marshall. Like, dude, you're just hanging me out to drive with these players every week. They're about to go 0-3. Yes. They're going to be 0-8. Like, what are we doing here? Like, this sucks. Yeah. And then they won a game. So, boy, that, that helped me out quite a bit that I get to talk to these guys because it is pretty brutal to ask a kid, you know, why do y'all keep losing? You know, What's it's, going it's, on? It's, it's one thing to talk to a coach, you know, and because those guys are getting paid a lot of money. And, and yeah. um, you know, when Bailey, Bailey's always been really 
good about being gentle is not the right word, but you know, softball he's been yeah. accused of at times. But I, I think it's more you know he wants to have a good show to get information. And if you you shut your 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 the, if the host of the show shuts the guest down, what what good to the show? You know, yeah. right? So you got to keep the guys talking. And and when, when you come off a bad loss. <clears throat> You know, I want to know well, what are some things you guys are going to work on. What, what's Coach telling you? How you guys? How do? You, how you guys are going to deal with adversity? Whereas, could you imagine having the NIL stuff uh, year two or three of Mo? I have thought about it. Yeah. Oh it my gosh, how brutal! You'd have had to yeah. pick a. You have to pick one like one guy. Poor Garrett yeah. McGinn. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Who had to answer all those questions throughout uh, you, all those years? You'd have, you'd have been you'd have been Garrett and then special teams. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Verity and McGinn uh, joining us Monday. Go. That's right. Uh, and the great thing is a guy like Holt Naylor's, and there's a lot of mature guys on this team but holton yeah. they could lose to south carolina on a heartbreaker and then come in and beat marshall in dramatic fashion and he's like in the same temperament he, you know he, what i'm saying yeah so. and he's getting beat on on social media or things yeah. like that and, and um and of course he sees that stuff and and you know and you're like man and you know um i think i've told you guys my girlfriend cuts his hair and it's it's hilarious um he'll come over and he's he feels comfortable he can talk we we uh, we joke around and even after a loss, you know, he's just as even and, and um, he, you know, he'll say, yeah, man, I wish this had happened or that had happened. Never throws anybody under the bus. Won't do it. Um, you know, he, he'll, he'll tell you the truth without doing that. And it's, yeah. it's nice to see that he's not, but he's also not, he's not on the flip side of that. He's not bragging about statistics or anything like that. That kid just wants to win. Brian Meador joining us. Brian, I know over the years you, you find your favorites, and uh, Miles Berry is a fan favorite, and he's becoming our yeah. favorite. And yeah. uh, what a dude he is. Yeah, man. he's fun to talk to, too. And I, he's another one I like. I've liked you know watching him become who he is and then and through the media and when he comes up to the tower he's he's an exceptional guy you know he's so fun to talk to and and the things you don't know about the guy spanish speaking spanish his phone his, the, his mean, phone is in spanish yeah, yeah i mean he grew up in a school that was bilingual or something like that yeah. and, and i heard somebody the other day saying that their kid was going to start classes at a school that was bilingual i was like i really wish i had that because i feel stupid a lot of times when when somebody's firing off the spanish in my direction i think am i getting cussed out right now <laughs> you'd like at least uh, at least like to know that right yeah right right no, he's, he's a good guy to talk he's a great one to talk to and over, over the years and we've talked about it, you asked me who my uh, favorite player was last time i was here it's, it's not favorite player, it's person and i've had a lot of them kevin miller you know i was good friends there that was back when i was a little younger than you yeah. but i was friends with the players and that was kind of a bad thing because we were doing we we're doing stuff that we probably shouldn't be doing yeah. uh with players and um kevin i had miller, fun with zach slate back in the mid-2000s yeah, zach was awesome slate's awesome <laughs> when we were around the same age yeah he's a, that guy's he is not scared uh, but Kevin Miller was probably my best friend from those teams back then, you know, and there were really good teams under Logan back then. And then, you know, I, I still stay in touch with a lot of the guys. You had a great relationship with Davon Grayson, I remember. Oh, yeah, when Davon he was, was here. great. Yeah, I still keep in touch with Davon. How's um, he doing? What's he he's doing? doing? Well, he's, I think he's, he got hurt again. Yeah. Um, he was doing, was it Arena or CFL? I think CFL is where he was next up. And it's been um, probably a month or so since the last time I'd, we went back and forth. And, yeah. Um, you know Shane. I keep up with Shane probably absolutely you know, every other week or so. He's an easy one to keep up with because he he loves East Carolina. Good stuff, Brian Meador joining us. And uh, there's going to be uh, some changes to Dowdy Ficklin Stadium this year. And what presentation? Don't think I should be knowing something about this. An audio? Huh? I hope so. I hope you know something about, about it. it. No. What is uh, what? Greg Pierce was supposed to answer those questions? Today. He's, <laughs> He's not, not here. here. You know what he told me? chair. He told me to tell you. Uh, that had been an easy show. Cal was going to undefeated and win the Super Bowl. Yeah, right. You heard it here first. Classic Pierce. Yep. Uh, what are the the plans for what's going to be happening in the stadium this year, Meador? As far as upgrades? Oh, we're gonna, well, the ribbon board is going to be. You know, all the ribbon boards have been replaced. 
They're going to look really amazing. It was due. Uh, the scoreboard itself, the video board is going to be replaced. I was being replaced. If you've seen it, you've been mm-hmm. out there and seen it. Uh, new audio system had to be put in. The speakers are going to be fantastic. It's going to, be a, it's going to really help the game day environment, and fans are going to love it. And then the the big, long ribbon board that's going to be on the site, I guess where we had the the um, was it the first-team All-American honorees uh, up there. Yeah, yeah. I really understood that dynamic because how do you not have Jeff Blake on your whatever you that want to call was another it, thing. I, just, I yeah. did not like that. That they, that was well. Now it's a black and white thing. So you either are an all American, first team all American, yeah. or you're not. It can't be left up to object. I mean, subjectivity. I'm like, well, how do you not have Jeff Blake? Is probably voted from all generations. He's probably the greatest uh, pirate as far as what people remember. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. fair. I think that's a fair. He would be up there on the list anyway. To not have that guy's name up there is just right. it's dumb to me. But. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that'll change in C4. the future. C4, focus. Get back focus. to uh, What the, was the question? <laughs> <laughs> I, was on, I was on it. No, it was a ribbon. Was, yeah, but on yeah. the other side, we'll put the names over there. We'll get it right. Anyway, um, that's, I have no idea if there are any talks about that. I hope so. But um, yeah. uh, uh, Curtis Thiemann, Port City Film, is going to do the intro video again. I'm so happy about that. You know, it was, Has that been shot? Uh, no, he's coming, um, oh, I think, Sunday after next to shoot a lot of the player stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And, um, he's going to do a behind-the-scenes video that's going to be really good. Um and I hope to, we'll, obviously, we'll put that in the uh, coaches show for sure, but I'd love to be able to put it. Some of the stuff that it's fascinating to go back and look how he shot it because I followed him around and got a lot of the video of him doing it. And like the the stuff with the, the pirate Steve walking out of the ocean, yeah. the nighttime shots, broad daylight. We shot that oh, in the wow. middle of the day because you need to be able to see the stuff. And then, and then in editing, they made it look dark. And it was fascinating. The whole, the whole process in the studio, watching Curtis work, he's very, very meticulous. He is in charge, and he's a fun guy. I know you guys have talked to him many times. I'm a big fan of that guy. I'm glad, I'm glad he's back on for another year. I heard, and look, you know more than I do, but it's going to be an awesome video. Once again, you're going to have Steve the Pirate coming out. Then all of a sudden, he gets to the kind of the edge of the shore, and everybody breaks out in, oh, 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 oh. And the crowd goes crazy. And here's the best part. We're bringing back Shane to do it. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> You know, man, that was so hard to have to It was so bad. But, you know, the first 40 seconds was actually pretty good. That fake, uh, this is great smile for... Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> No, you never no. even had, no, never no, even no. put it on. I, I I apologize to Shane every day. In fact, I'm gonna text him in a minute and apologize. <laughs> Sorry again. Because it still exists out there on YouTube. What a sport, though. What a uh, Shane what a was great. Sport. All of them were, man. All yeah. those guys. Tay Cooper was a sport about. He was the one who sold it. He was telling all the guys, "Come on, guys, get into it." He's getting that's, his hair going, cool. and yeah. uh, he was having fun with it. He and he was the only one because we were all like, uh, "Yeah, you know, I just didn't. I didn't want to do it. None of us wanted to do it. And that may have may have uh, you know contributed to being a you know." A, bad video but we had we had some fans when we went to the bowl game they were doing it in the stands because they played the video in the in the bowl game down at st pete they played it and <laughs> and our, our the student sex and fans they were all singing I was might like, as well at that stop point. it no revolt it's not good no everybody stand up turn their back to it and cross your arms start ripping the bleachers out that was way more fun <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We got more with Brian Medor. We got to open up our anger management rage room. We'll also make you a winner coming up at the end of next segment. California is taking a 2 0 lead over our Pitt County Girls softball team in the Little League Softball World Series. They're playing in the second inning. We got more to go on Pirate Radio Live after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club or visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Brock. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Looking forward to the start of another football season. And uh, Medor didn't really ask about record numbers wise but uh thoughts on the team this year i think as optimistic as everybody oh, i'm optimistic yeah yeah I'm, I'm i think eight for sure and none of that's mm. that's a lot of people i'm telling you man i think, I think eight's the wheelhouse number and then and then beyond that if you can steal one i just I, I like this bunch i mean i love the running backs like everybody in the country should um and i love i love holton you know i, I think you know you know he he gets trouble when he when he tries to do too much, and I don't think he's gonna have to do as much this year. And I, I, he loves his offensive line. Uh, they got to keep him upright. They got to keep him healthy. Um, we're deeper, you know. I say we because I'm, I'm in there. <laughs> You're in the trenches. I'm in there sweating. <laughs> <laughs> You're not eating uh, buffalo meatloaf, I know. No, no, I neither did some of the other guys. So I don't know what it was. I mean, you know, I mean, meatloaf was what I was hearing all day, and then I talked to a couple of the guys. I'm like, man, I didn't touch the meatloaf. <laughs> so, like, was you just watching everybody else barf, or did you really listen to Troy? Which one was it? Hopefully, hey, now we can return. Uh, uh, now I say we. Hopefully, East Carolina yeah. can return back to the practice fields coming up on Wednesday, as they are scheduled to do. Mm-hmm. And again, Midor, you, you kind of said a, a nice, uh, I don't know, carrot at the end of the stick, the scrimmage Saturday. That's uh, an important day yeah, for Mike Houston. Yeah, it is. And, you, and, and you've seen enough of these to know that it, uh, the defense tends to be ahead. And, um, and you know, except for that one year, I think Lincoln threw the ball every time and Rick got mad. Remember that? He was well, chucking the ball. <laughs> I was going to say, Jeremy Lewis sat here in this chair and was like, I love uh, the first week of camp because we know what the offense is going to do. Yeah. They haven't had time to put in too much, so we know the plays were yeah. going to kill them, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, that sucks if you're on offense, but I don't yeah. Know. yeah, yeah. But I like the confidence. Yeah, yeah. no, but I, I remember Rick Smith, you know, saying we got an offensive coordinator slinging the ball all over, and I was like, yeah. Coach, you remember that? What'd you tell Lincoln? Oh, yeah. <laughs> What'd you tell Lincoln? Uh, well. I don't know if I could say it on the air. <laughs> he would have said it on the air. Are you kidding me? Oh, man. Yeah, an all timer. That's good stuff. Yeah, yeah, he is. I love that guy. We'll hear from uh, Coach Smith this football Please season. Please do. Here uh, from Touchdown Tony Collins. I think he's going to make his return to yes. Pirate Radio next Thursday. Talk some Pats football, some ECU football. How about your Cowboys, Medor? How you feeling? You can't say eight Cowboys? and eight. Uh, you know you're you got right. a seventeen game schedule. I, I, it's it's nine. Eight and eight going into if week I'm feeling, 17. If I'm, if I'm confident, it's not. Well, it could be eight, eight and one. True. Yeah. See. True. Little, little, one, little curveball you didn't see coming. I did not. Huh? Yeah. You buckled your knees on that one, didn't you? <laughs> so uh, no. I, I mean, look, man. I, I think they're going to be a step back. They're not going to go twelve and five. I don't believe. Um, I know those first couple of games are going to be hard. Um, you know. I mean, open up Tampa Bay. Tampa is, on a Sunday night. Yeah. And then For the get, second straight year in a row, because last year was on a Thursday night, right? That's right. And then uh, the Bengals to follow. I mean, you got mm. you're going to be tested. And I, I put the I don't put the Bengals in the elite. I put them in that second tier where I think Dallas is. So I don't think that it's going to be a tough game. But I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think they're up there in the top four or five of the league. In my opinion, they went to the Super Bowl last year. The Rams are up to obviously the Packers and Bucks and uh, the Bills. I mean, man. Oh, yeah. The AFC looks stacked yeah, on do, paper man. compared to uh, to they the do. NFC. But uh, to answer your question, I think the Cowboys are going to take a little bit of a step back. I don't say that they ha- they can't. They didn't get better in the offseason, and they've had injuries that they have taken away. 
uh, some pieces they thought they were going to have early on. So, you know, I'd. I'd, I'd but who's tend. the threat to knock them off? Is it the Eagles? Eagles. I think everybody, the consistency in, in the division, it's the Eagles. Outside of the division, it's everybody in the NFCs. I mean, in the NFC. So, no, I think the Eagles are the most likely. They're on, I think they surprised some people last year with, with how they finished. And then, I mean, you know, Carson Wentz. Say man. it. Say Carson it. Carson Wentz, baby. What is uh, what does Bailey call them? The Commodores? The yeah. Commodores. <laughs> Lionel Richie. Who are the Commodores? The Commodore. yeah. he, he does that just when you're talking. I like like you know it's the, the commanders, right? He's like, no, it's, it's Lionel Richie and the Commodores. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's so funny. He's got it. his thing. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I still call him the skins. I know I shouldn't, but I do. Two years ago, which the Cowboys were ravished and Dak was out, the uh Washington beat the hell out of Dallas. Yeah. Last yeah. year it flipped mm-hmm. and uh it was not fun. So Hoping uh, we can get one at least this I year. I'm surprised that defense of yours just I know. knuckled under. You know, I mean, yeah. even when Chase Young was healthy last yeah. year, it wasn't the same. Yeah, and you know that Dallas is, you know, they have some pieces, but you know, I mean, you look at Diggs, man. Yeah, he eleven, he ties over some walls with eleven picks, and everybody's excited about how he's playing. But he gave up more yards than any defensive back in the league. Yeah, I mean that that's you know what's the trade off there? You know, hey, he had a nice pick, you know, and it was really athletic, but he got beat the rest of the game. Like a dog. I'm just, uh, I'm glad we're talking about it, man. I'm yeah, excited. Too, for man. Some I saw a video of him getting torched by CeeDee Lamb the other day in practice. I'm well, sure it happened. CeeDee Lamb's torched On a lot one of note, CeeDee Lamb's going to torch a lot, lot of people, yeah. On another, uh, yeah, Diggs does tend to get torched. Do we have a quarterback, we being Washington, good enough to explain? Hey, man, that? you burned a third round draft pick. You better have one. And maybe a third next year, right? I know you're not a big Dag fan, but I man. I, look. I, I want to be a Dak fan. I want him to be great. They they paid him like he's great. He, you know, I, I, well, just, I get. But the, you know I, this, I, it I could be a lot worse. I, we could be, we could be doing this. Sorry, crap. Washington, yeah. you could be doing this every year. You're right. I remember, look, I remember the days of Quincy Carter. This is the year. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. And, and Anthony Wright Anthony from uh, Wright. West Craven. I liked right? Anthony. He was he was a good guy. He's a great guy. But you know, you're, you're and don't forget uh, the guy he was battling uh, most of the time. Uh, uh, Washington State. Help me. Bledsoe? No, 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 no. It was uh, the other guy. From Washington the State? The one that went to jail and... Um, Ryan Leaf? No, San Diego came to the Chargers. Where did he go to college? No, it was um, little school, right? I can't remember. I'm out of Washington State quarterbacks. I don't know. It was Ryan Leaf is who I'm talking about because he came to the Chargers. He was a top yeah, pick yeah, and all yeah. that. Ryan so Leaf. Leaf, I can't remember where he went to school. but um, Was- Yeah, Washington State. Well, there you go then. It was him. <laughs> okay. So right. I thought you were questioning me as whether or not Leaf went to Washington no, State. No, 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 no. Yeah. Ryan Leaf Ryan was Leaf. with Dallas? Yes. I don't remember that. He came to West Craven High School f- f- with Anthony Wright when he they were both quarterbacks. Oh, wow. He came. They were they were battling for the job, whatever. He, they, he had a basketball, a charity basketball game, and Leaf came. <laughs> cool. This is when Leaf was still athletic, dude. He was dunking. Yeah. Yeah. He was actually very nice. He was likable. And That's then he, cool. He got in a little bit of trouble, and now he's turned his life. He's a coach now, I believe. I want to go back to the right leaf um, Drew Henson era of Cowboys football, uh, where post yeah. Aikman, where you yeah. didn't have a guy. Yeah. I want to get back to those days. Well, Carter had three straight years of opening up as the as the opening day starter. We didn't finish that. That way. is nuts. And uh, oh, uh, it was Jesse Holly who Bailey was talking about earlier. I think you remember him from fourth, North Carolina. I was fourth and long. The Miami that was the the show. I think it was down in no, it was down in Dallas. It wasn't the Cotton Bowl. It was Michael Irvin's show. 
and it was called fourth and long and he won it and then he so he got all he oh. got was a futures contract oh. so he goes to dallas and he he had a 77 yard uh, touchdown punt return for touchdown in a preseason game and everybody fell in love with him he made the practice squad he got cut but he made the practice squad next year he kills it again in preseason and then if you remember he had like this long play down on the one yard line against the, the 49ers to beat them at the end of the game and so he made the next two years i think it was 2011 2012 he played for the Cowboys. I think that's who, because he was the darling of of, of uh, training camp. He won a championship uh, as a North Carolina basketball player. He was. When he was. That's right. In he North, sure did. North Carolina. That's a good memory. I do remember that. All right. Um, you want to open up the rage room? Let's do it. Shirley Rhodes. Let's open up the rage room. We got a great guest to do it with. We'll see if Medor's got anything he wants to complain about. Okay. On this Tuesday, it's the Anger Management Rage Room, and it's right here, right down the road, Chan Man. People can go destroy objects, get that anger out in a legal, safe way. You can also donate to it. I talked to uh, Susan Deans, our Panthers fan. Yep. She uh, donated, uh, I believe, an old television to the Rage Room. You and now t- people can go destroy that. Televisions, washer dryers. Uh, oh, we got to open up Dowdy Ficklin Stadium and throw them off the upper deck. How awful is that? <laughs> there you go. That would Seriously, be cool. man. But uh, yeah, you can donate. It's at, it's on Clark Street here in downtown Greenville, right behind Pitt Street Brewery. So go check them out. And uh, I, I've been in there and talked to Lorena, and she says that uh, people have gone there for kids' birthday parties, for anniversaries, for you know, or just you know, divorce parties, d- divorce parties. <laughs> uh, so whatever the occasion may be, go and check them out, Clark Street. Pregnancy uh, positive test parties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a guy like me. No, <laughs> it's time to rage. Anger mgmtnc.com. That is the website. Check it out, and you can go and destroy things. Uh, who wants to start today? Uh, I, I got a small, like really small, fantasy football rage because it's football fantasy season. Drafts coming up, and it's not life or death. I realize that, but there is money on the line. You have all off-season to do research. You have a phone in your hand. The guy who asked for a draft guide, asked for help, needs help. We're all putting in money. We're all doing our own thing. If you don't come prepared, go old school. Bring a magazine. But again, you have a phone. Google fantasy football rankings. Don't ask your partner who to take, uh, who's the best available tight end, that is on you. That is not on us. And then I feel like an a-hole if I don't help. They put me in that position. Don't put me in that position. I won't put you in that position. Do your own research. Have your own utensils. Have your own magazine, phone, whatever. Don't ask for help. It pisses me off. Don't put me in that position this year. I'll, I'll go through some of the ones I've had in the past. I want to see if Midor agrees with me. One of them being people, uh, and I don't know if you do this, People cutting grass into the road. No, oh, I, I rode motorcycles, man. It's the office. War, it's terrible. It's dangerous. We literally had somebody that day that I raged about that talk about motorcycles. Yeah, I've, I've, I, you take, you just take your hand, you, you let off the throttle, and you just kind of ski through it when you see it. It's terrible. Uh, we, I hate it. We've we've raged about uh, people on their phone, on the speakerphone in public in the grocery store. Yeah, what rude. are you going throwback rages? What are you? I, I don't, I don't, I don't have a rage it. today, so I'm so just, he's oh, doing old school. You're have, doing best of. I'm doing the best of rages. <laughs> okay. Uh, here's the best one. I, I and I saw this i stole this from i think it was a video i saw somewhere on social media and the guy said if you work at a sports bar 
it is required oh, that you have to know what you're doing. If you go to a sports bar and they don't want, if they don't have sports on the television, shame on them. All right. But then you go and I'll you ask on this one real fast. Like if you go and say, "Hey, can you turn it to the Alabama LSU game?" Uh, they go, "Oh, what what channel is it on?" Or they go to do it and they're like, "I, I don't find it. It's on. They're all, they're hovering over ESPN." Go to CBS. You should know this. This is a 3.30 on a Saturday, Alabama LSU. Know what you're doing when you work in a sports bar. What do you think? Your thoughts, Midor? Spot on, my man. Do you guys have any trade or sponsorship deals with Mellow Mushroom by chance? No. We don't. Good. Because over there, <laughs> these idiots. So it is the NBA championship. Oh it is on. The NBA championship is on. We might want a future deal with them. But... Well, it ain't going to happen after this. So I roll. No, they're under new management, so it could. Ellery, um, this so, is me, Dor. So I roll in. <laughs> this is not me. I roll into this local bar pizza place that shall be named again. And um, bartender's up there. And my buddy and me, I was like, hey, man, um, I'm really enjoying whatever this is that's like darts and then on this tv over here it's soccer from three years ago and it's not even in english hey i'm feeling the vibe on this side of the bar but i just walked around your entire bar i wish there's nobody there it's empty and and i'm right here here's your nba it should be here and on the other side you you should have it front and center there's nothing else going on that night right nothing so um i just said to the guy hey man and he's not one of the regular bartenders i usually deal with because usually they're great the ones that were they were fantastic loved them they you know, direct TV's what they had. They changed the channel. This guy says, uh, you know, I'm not allowed to change the channels. I think it's a corporate thing. <laughs> you were so full of it, dude. Are you kidding? I was like, yeah, man. Well, that's why this place is empty. Okay? You got you to gotta know your audience here, man. When I ask it, this, this is not necessarily a sports bar, yeah. but you have sports playing on your television. Just know what you're doing and, and be knowledgeable about it. Don't give me some BS, uh, whatever. Rate, uh, uh, By the way, so Midor, he would have to contact 400 West Peach Street, Peachtree Street, <laughs> in atlanta georgia and talk to the head hey, to get that tv you know where the original um the dukes of hazard the old one from outside of uh, atlanta is in an episode of it's kind of funny it's mellow mushroom in the background it's funny bo and duke sitting on their cars mellow mushroom in the way back there yeah that, way back that's then interesting. yeah interesting. yeah look it up look it up yeah all right uh there you go shirley Rhodes. I, <laughs> don't cuss no, Ooh. I'm not going to do it. That was, not that this. Was, if Midor didn't was, cuss, you can't cuss. I haven't, yeah. I haven't done mine yet. Yeah, he's still got to do his piling rage. on his. Oh, that wasn't even it? <laughs> oh, you weren't even done yet? Oh, please, continue. Oh, God. Oh, I got going. Okay, please. I, I'd almost, love to hear it. The first time I got out of television, I made the mistake of getting into life insurance or some crap like that, right? So I get out of it, and I, it was during the summer. Man, I was just fed up with... I'm watching this you know, league softball that's going on right now. They were... Back then, it was like the Pitt County Softball League and a lot of that. All right. As a weekend guy, you bust your butt. It's hot. You got to cover all these tournaments. And you're bouncing around all these little tournaments. You're trying to get to as many as you can. So you would go from Greenville to Kinston to Washington, Tarboro, you know, Jamesville. You're bouncing all over the place, New Bern. And, you know, you arrive at the first place. You try to hit, like, the tournament typically lasts several days. So you try to hit this place one night, this place this night, this place this night, and get as many championships as you can, right? So I roll over to Guy Smith Stadium one day, and it was the 13U whatever. And, and I roll up. And the guy goes, where have you been all week, man? We've been playing baseball all week. We ain't seen oh, you boy. one time. I was like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been busting my butt all week. getting. Every, we're not Greenville's channel. You know what I'm saying? So I just, I had a rule. If anybody griped at me, I'd leave. I don't care if I got one shot or I was shooting, if it was down to the last out. 
And um, Bailey didn't believe me I was going to do that, so I, so I left. I took off, and then when I when I um, when I quit, and then I got back into it with Channel Seven. I still played by those rules. So I told um, Brian Bailey, we're standing there, we're shooting the softballs at the Sarah Law Complex. This dude walks up and starts yelling at us because his kid had just hit a home run on oh, the other God. field. Oh and, we, I, and I, I looked at this and said, man, I don't have the clairvoyance to know what kid's going to get a home run. <laughs> yeah, they don't have Sosa written on the backs of their, their jerseys over here. I don't know who's good or who's not, right? So I looked at Bailey and said, well, Bailey, you enjoy yourself, buddy. I'm gone. And I left. So <laughs> there man, it is. Man of your word. I yeah. did, man. And I did that several more times. I'd say, wait, see ya. But we like, oh, what's good baseball? Where you been all week? Yep, sounds like it was. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, ne- I'll never know. I'm, nope, out, of I'm out. Yeah, this is another worse. tournament right down the road. Good stuff. All right, Shirley, what do you got today? Well, uh, this past Friday, of course, uh, ESPN2 turned into the Ocho for about 24 hours. And I thoroughly enjoyed watching some of the sporting events that they had. And, of course, these are your unconventional sporting events. But it led me to get to thinking about the fact that, you know, ESPN has gotten so far away from, like, sporting events, period. It's all talking heads. I Look, if the Ocho can go 24 hours and show you unconventional sports, mix in the unconventional sports with the regular sports that we watch on ESPN, and bring it back to a sports channel, because I'm really tired of hearing people talk, just give me cricket. Bring me some rugby. You know, if you're going to call yourself a sports channel, then for God's sake, show some sports and shut up. She hates MTV too, doesn't she? Well, now I do. Nowadays. Yes, <laughs> I was watching the uh, the Brady Woodson. I watched the beginning of that documentary, the um, uh, Tuck Rule, and they were showing a clip where they uh, it was Mark Madden and um, the fullback for the Steelers. They used to be on ESPN. Uh, Hodge, Merrill Hodge, yeah, Merrill yeah. Uh, NFL Tonight, and because they showed the clip because Madden called. Um, Brady said, Steve Brady will start for Drew Bledsoe this week. There, you know, <laughs> yeah, nobody great. knew who Tom Brady was. And uh, But NFL Tonight, I was like, oh, man. They used to have like actual shows, and they would talk about formations. And like yeah. now it's just people screaming at each other. Yeah. Yeah. And that throwback from the early 2000s uh, reminded me that it used to be it used to be a lot different than it is now. Well, I don't mind like pregame shows. Yeah. Like, you know, when you're watching football, you're going to have a 30-minute pregame show or news whatever. Shows, yes. not opinion. Yes. CNN used to tell you the news now, or give right. you the news. Right. Now they tell you their opinion on the news and how you should feel about it. It's all, all exactly. Now, now yep. They all do it now. But back, back in the day, headline news, every 30 minutes, they'd reset and give you the news. They're making their own news by coming out with opinions and yeah. things exactly. like that. Exactly. And I would like to, you know, I mean, I was watching darts, and of course, it's, it's too... Uh, you know guys that sound like they're from ireland and they've probably had they're probably about three or four pints in and they're calling this darts game and it is a crowd full i mean this room is jam-packed full of spectators and they're losing their minds every time these darts are going through and i'm like this is entertainment that i don't necessarily call it a sport but some people do but it was entertaining and i like to watch it it had some sort of sports tie-in I'd rather watch that than listen to Stephen A. Smith pop off about the Dallas Cowboys for the 50 11th time. Or more I'd, likely, I would know, take that over LeBron James or NBA when it's yes. NFL season. Because mm-hmm. that's usually what they're talking about. Exactly. So. And, I, you know, I don't uh, – look, the draft, the NFL draft or the NBA draft or the NHL draft, the MLB draft, you know, do an hour or two show before – on the night of the draft, before the start of the draft, don't stretch it out to four or five weeks. 
Hey, that's just too much. Just give me some un- give me sports. sports. Charlie wants sports. I want sports. All right. Great rage. CJ. <laughs> Not a rage because it doesn't make me mad, but I think it's stupid. Um, when people post uh, gender reveals on social media, and it's something that's incredibly risky, and it doesn't work. Like, uh, like pitching and hitting. Oh, gosh. Like when you swing through it. I saw somebody today. They took the pitch. I saw that they too. Took the yeah. pitch. They took the pitch. That <laughs> yeah, was a ball. It was high and outside. But, but they it was took a girl. The it's a girl. Yeah. <laughs> it hits the floor and it just goes everywhere. I understand you want to do something unique, but if you can't make it work, don't Good do eye, it. Kid. Just right. buy the I damn cupcake. It was like a couple of sumo wrestlers. I think Bailey showed it to me. One was in pink, one was in blue, and they wrestled until one of them won. And that was the. <laughs> uh, there you go. We're running out of fresh ideas, folks. Uh, What's the deal with airline food? There you go. <laughs> I know. All right, let's get our last break in. We'll come back. More to go. You want to hang out 10 more minutes? Yeah, sure, I got All right, we got 10 more minutes with Meteor when we return Still after these words. Say something wrong in the air. <laughs> Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles? Tighten and lift your skin. Smooth your skin texture. Erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair. Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medispa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations are available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Right now, California leading the Pitt County girls softball team uh, representing North Carolina five to nothing in the first gay first day of the uh, first game for them of the softball World Series going on at Elm Street Park and can Green will get a run on the board? Yes, yes. it is five to Put one. Put it on the board. Yes. yes. All right, the comeback is on. Brian Medor, Chan Man, Shirley Rhodes, CJ Schaefer here on a Tuesday. Medor, great to have you in here, man. Hey, man, always great to sit with you guys. What and a great relief pitcher Medor is. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, he's, he's I'm going to of Rivera, but I'll come in here and be. I'm more like Rocker before he was racist. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should have played the trumpets like the Diaz guy for the Mets. No, we shouldn't. Oh, <laughs> should not do that. That's not cool. Uh, boy, John Rocker. How do you feel about the freaks on the subway, Midor? Uh, no, 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 no. I've been on those subways, man, and I, I, I get where the rage is coming from. <laughs> we should have John Rocker on the rage room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, John Rocker went on to be on Survivor, the television program. I remember. Program. Yeah. And on that program, this is years and years later, yep. after his baseball career and everything, he told a woman, he said, if you weren't a woman, I'd punch you right <laughs> in the face. Yes, he did. <laughs> I was like, old Rocker still got Classic. it. Classic. Yes, he does. <laughs> I should have said Mitch Williams. Is that better? Uh, oh, yeah. Wild thing. You ever had Mitch Williams hair at any <laughs> no, point in not. your life? You know what? When I was young, I had a mullet. Uh, and I'm talking like, you know, freshman year of high school. I had a pretty strong mullet. Felt good about it. Of course, back <laughs> back in the back in the 80s in Fuquay Varina, it, we didn't call it the mullet. That was just the hair you had. You know? <laughs> the norm. <laughs> that was the norm, man. The use. Yeah, it was, you know. You didn't, you didn't put any product in it. That's what you looked like. So... 
Uh, we didn't have so the five second game. We can play around real quick. We got time. So, Meteor, all it is is you ask somebody a question and you have five seconds to answer it. As long as you know the answer to the question, you can ask it. And we'll go around the horn oh, real quick. You put me on. I'm not focused. No. <laughs> you had a whole case. Mm-mm. We'll go around first. Is there? Is there I mean, is it is a is a category? Is I'll give you an example of the question. Culture, yeah, kind of. But I, we go sports. We go like Bryce Williams kind of took us into a a different realm. He, he's like to go down the old trivia route, history, things like that. I like to do, for example, CJ, name a. Steelers wide receiver whose first or last name started with the letter A uh, since you've been watching football. Antonio Brown. Okay, so I said CJ. Yeah, but you were doing it as an example. Oh, that's, okay. that's what you were looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Antoine Randall. That's who I was oh, thinking. Antonio one. Brown works. Yeah. But that is an example of what we do. Okay. Uh, but but do, why, are you a Pittsburgh fan? Or yes. Ah, uh, okay, okay. And then, um, and then is... CJ will be in control and he'll point out the person. If the person misses, they're out. It's... Uh, Go five. Hey, Pretty man, simple. Do All it. right. So you want me to go? Was that a start? Sure, go ahead. Okay, he got it. You're up. Let's go. Chandler, name a country beginning with the letter C. Canada. <laughs> Very good. I had to think about that. I was trying to think of one obscure. <laughs> I had Croatia. Because Canada China hit right away. And I was like, no, what's it going? What's my first, going? With the first that popped in my head was Colombia. And then you said Canada. I'm like, oh, that's where I'm going. Brian, if days. I went uh, Czechoslovakia, would that count? Uh, that would have been solid. That would have been solid. I don't know if they're like still that. a country. They were on Nintendo ice hockey, though. All right, uh, Chandler. Uh, Shirley. Chandler. Name a color that's not in the rainbow. Oh, uh, that's uh, Roy G. Biv. So lit <laughs> is um, pink. All right, there you go. Mm, I was hoping we get her on a technicality. If she said black, not a color. I was thinking art what? purists. Very good. Because yeah. I, I was thinking Roy G. Biv. I was like, oh my gosh, that's all the primary colors. <laughs> I was like, oh no. All right, Shirley. Um, clip. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Here. Name present. name a current or former Redskin oh, slash okay. Commodore. I can do I'm, this. I'm sorry, Commander. Hey, um, Bailey. <laughs> Bailey's infecting everybody. All right, what's the... I'm sorry. Name a current or former Redskin or Commander <laughs> tight end. Chris Cooley. There you go. All right. Smooth. Medor. Give me one. Name a Washington quarterback from the 90s. Jay Schrader. I interviewed him. Early 90s. Okay. Yeah. What's wrong with that? It's fine. He won a Super Bowl. I was Bowl. thinking mid to later 90s. I he didn't win that. a Super Bowl. Well, yes, he did. He didn't play. Yes, he did. He won a Super Bowl. Are you talking about Mark Rippon? No. Jay Schrader. He was not a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Nin- for I, I interviewed him in 94. Four or five. Yeah, Mark Rippon, Doug Williams. He was put into the. He was a backup. I thought he was. Okay, yeah, okay. I said he was starter. Okay, all right. The first one that came to my mind because I interviewed him down in Kinston. He's in the Kinston Baseball Hall of Fame. Another little trivia bit for you there, buddy. Did not know that. I should have asked you that question. <laughs> hey, what? What? Let's do that. What former Washington Redskins in the Kinston Hall of Fame? Brad Johnson. No. Oh! <laughs> all right, Midor, you're up to ask a question. I could ask anybody. What? Anything? anything anybody? Clip. Oh boy. Why? Is that an old You're about to get me. No, I'm not. I know you'll know this. Name me a Los Angeles Dodger who won the Cy Young as a reliever. Eric Gagne. Ah, good question. Very well done. Good question. Good answer. Um, Glasses, too. I just remember the glasses. Chandler, name another reliever to win the Cy Young Award. Mm, 
Mariano Rivera? I was going to guess him. I did not know the answer. I don't know, because he's the only one I would be able to guess, because... Let's find out. If... And you know what? Me not knowing the answer, I'll take myself out of this game, and we need to move along. Uh, But that is incorrect. But since I didn't know the answer, I'm taking myself out. Chandler, you're still in. Uh, I think you both should be out. I was going to say that, too. down to just three of us. Yeah, you're out, too, Third place, baby. Yeah, first That is incorrect. You're out. All right, that's fine. (laughs) All right, so (laughs) one of y'all need to ask a question. Who uh, who wants to go? Let's go. Go for it. CJ, go. All right, we getting people out. Shirley, name me a country in Asia that begins with the letter L. Um... Oh, Latvia. Oh, I think that's, really that's in Europe. Yeah, it's Europe. I know it's I in Europe. for Laos. Oh. Laos. Oh, I, was thinking, nice. I was like, there's one nice. in there, and I just couldn't remember what it was. Scott Ackerman's wife is uh, one of my favorite comedians is Lay Ocean. Lou? Lou? Yes, Lay Ocean. Lay Ocean. CJ, you're up to Midor. Midor, right. what is Dang the it. capital of the Philippines? I don't know that. that that's not fair. It's my turn to ask him a question. Well, no, he's still up. Because he's still up. But that's a little much. Okay, fine. That's dirty. That's a little much. So dirty. Okay. Well, the question he asked me was kind of dirty, too, but, you know, I don't know anything about Asia. I don't live there. America first, am I right? That's fair. Amen. Uh, America. No, I would uh, I man, back in U.S. history and college, we had to know every capital in the state. I couldn't get 20 of them right now. We had to oh, pass yeah. back. We had to get them all. I yeah, couldn't do so, it. Go ahead. All right. Name me yeah. the capital of California. I thought you were going to say Sacramento. I thought you were going to say uh, North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Raleigh. Sacramento. 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 All right, Midor, UNCJ heads up. Mm. To wrap up the show, I still can't find a reliever that won the freaking Cy Young. There's got to be one. Outside of, uh, what a terrible question. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, ask CJ a question. Um, you want to call it a draw, man? <laughs> we are out of time. Ask him, hey, draw ask it is. I'm Coach Champion. My Brian Midor. My guy over there. Good work. I was going to give you a question. I was going because I feel like the Philippines, while dirty, was still something I, I, I should know. You know. Wait, what? <laughs> Y'all were talking about former Redskins quarterbacks. Who was the first uh, black quarterback to win a Super Bowl, CJ? First black quarterback mm, to win a Super he Bowl. He just said his name if I, mm. like two minutes ago. Mm. Let's see if he was paying attention. I, I know Eric the answer. You win, Midor. And, and he was a first-round draft pick of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And he went to Grambling State. He sure did. He, he is Doug Williams. Doug Williams. Williams. Learn your history, son. <laughs> Mador, thanks for hanging out. Hey, guys, it was fun. Enjoyed it. Chan Man, Shirley, CJ, yes, we'll see you Wednesday, 3 o'clock, for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live, hoping for some ECU football practice reports. Hope they get back on the field. Yes. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. So long, everybody. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.